One of the differences between me and you, though, is that you let this kind of stuff get to you and I just don't. So, you know, fucking it annoys me that it do, but I don't really know how not to. I was at a gym, and I'll mention... <coughs> I'll mention no names, and neither which gym I was at. Um, since we are now on the recording, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, wait, are we live? Yes, we're on already. Lovely to see you, <laughs> Will Hukin, sir. Lovely to see you. Um, yeah, I was at a gym the other day training with... My leg training partner and client, Becky Creel, the okay. great and powerful. <gasps> Shout out to this lady. Well done for being great and powerful and strong, Becky Creel. Yeah. Um, and there was a personal trainer near us while we were we were doing hip thrusts with a barbell, back to back with walking lunges with weights. And there was a personal trainer near us training a client, doing all kinds of magnificent and wonderful looking fuckery. Good, yes, good, good, good addition to my vocabulary and description there. <clears throat> what would it be? An adjective? That's a describing word, isn't it? I didn't do me no book learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Becky literally said to me um, something like, "What's this? What's this like personal training doing with this client? Or what is like questioning? Like what are these things? Like why? Like what? Yeah. What are these things that are happening?" And I said. That's a very good yeah. question. I actually, I'm wondering similarly. I'm also, yes, wondering and questioning what's Which happening in front of us. Is often what I do with my clients is literally just get them to be like, what do you think? Like, the, re the, the reason that you're asking me, you as, you know, you've been educated and you know you're a good client now. If you can't look at it and figure out why, it's probably not, <laughs> you're not right, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, what I, what I explained to Becky was the way I look at it and think about it. And I did say that I didn't know that personal trainer's client's exact goals. I will say that. I've never spoken to this person. But every single thing you do in a gym or with exercise, really, it should be there to for a function. It should be there to achieve a specific goal, to do a specific thing. You're doing it for a reason. Reverse engineered from something. Yeah, there's a point to aimlessly... it. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be a point to it. And the things that this personal trainer was doing with their client, I could not even with... Ten, ten plus years of practical experience, I could not identify any goal. I literally was running through what the person's goals could be. Could it be strength? Could it be fitness? Could it be toning? Could it be endurance? Could it be sports? Could it be rehab? Could it be recovery? Could it be this? Boom, boom. And I, all of them, I couldn't come up with a good reason. Do you remember what this was? Yeah, like one of the exercises, for example, was a burpee, jump over a box and then do a burpee on the other side and then jump back over the box oh, and then do a burpee. Complicated cardio. Yeah, yeah like random things like that. You know, just random combinations like of jumping saying, I, around I hate exercises. The feedback loop from that as well because then you get that trainer. I've had it before where I've had not a friend of mine, but someone that I would talk to in the gym training with someone and doing this kind of thing. And they just they come to me at the end of the session and like, mate, I'm knackered. Look how much I've sweat. And they're using knackered and sweat as a metric for I've done well, yes. as opposed to recordable numbers that like actually ascend. You know, and you can record it weekly that you are improving. They're just like, oh, mate, I'm if I just got you to do 30 burpees on the floor, you'd die. Yeah. It hasn't done anything. It's going to take you no more than two minutes. How many calories can you hope to burn in two minutes if that's your goal anyway? Super annoying. A lot of people do. It's usually a beginner thing. And it's just, it's probably just through not really knowing better, really. A lot yeah, of people do. Why it's fine when beginners do it. It's fucking bullshit when personal trainers do it. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's a good point. Yeah, because if a beginner is just getting a sweat on and thinking, oh, I just I just feel good when I get a sweat on, that's a decent thing for a beginner to think because it's better than not getting a sweat on. Mm. It's better to do some exercise, Absolutely. isn't it? Yeah, so I think you're right on that. That's how it, the education starts. I can, if I look at like 
if I compartmentalize what I would consider not wasted years, but just like doing things 75% wrong in the gym. It's probably the first like three years of training or something from when I was like 14. What do you mean? You spent the first three years doing the wrong things? Yeah, just like just doing it so far away from what would be considered like optimal. Do you know what I mean? So it's just part of the education that you've got to, you've got to make mistakes. You've got to mess it up, this, that and the other. Luckily, you often when you, I find it's a nice little hack when you start training is you're doing things so light that you would struggle to injure yourself as well. Because of how premeditated it is, like you're, thinking about it and you're trying, well, you should be That is a real thing. Improve. In some ways, some people are not strong enough to hurt themselves. Is he? Oh yeah, literally. <laughs> well, you know how strong men are like, their muscles are too big for their tendons. Opposite way around when you start in, like, your tendons are fine, lift some shit. Yeah, because t- tendons are similar strength to steel, is that right? Yeah. Or something, or am I making that up? Pretty my mad. brain's just, my in, brain in said that, to me, say this. In the- <laughs> but, but I can't exactly confirm no, where, why no, you're I know Not that, in though. like a... Yeah, in like a, te- a, a tensile like hold, holding for something way. Do you know what I mean? Not like cutting it, but like if you were to pull with it. It's, ve- it's very strong and much stronger than muscle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, th- that's why when tendons do rip off or muscles like rip off in catastrophic style injuries, there's usually two reasons for that. Sometimes it can happen in sports and it can be like a a really random accident or injury um, like we were talking about before the show. Um, who was it that tore their quad off? Abseiling. Oh yeah, Callum Von Moga. Callum Von Moga, yeah. He, so he did this abseiling. Mm-hmm. This is his leg and muscle getting twisted and slipping in a really uncontrolled, unexpected position at an unexpected time. It's not like in the gym he was lifting with like good technique and then it ripped off. It was like an accident. Um, like in football, you could just twist yeah, something. Yeah, and that's why you get so many injuries in football. Yeah, hardly any, any in the gym. That's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. If it happens in the gym and somebody's tearing a muscle off or a tendon off, if they're using good technique, usually it's a sign of steroids. Yeah. Because steroids increase muscle power, but some of them increase tendon and um, yeah, ligament but... strength and power, but some of them decrease yeah. tendon and ligament strength and power. And inherently, even the ones that do, I don't think tendons and ligaments respond nearly as... Uh, anabolically might be the no, word as like yeah, muscles do too. Oh, that's, that's definitely true yeah no they're like muscles well I mean steroids are for muscles they're not for tendons not as much yeah, yeah. tendons get less blood flow just even as a star yeah, and they've just yeah, got less receptors yeah. and they've just got less ability to. and then everything that just kind of comes with it like I mean it's yeah it's the sheer weight you can then move the frequency that you can do it within the week because of the recoverability of having steroids and everything it just lends itself to overtraining and snapping some shit I'm, every I think every strongman, powerlifter, and bodybuilder at the top has partially or torn something at some point. Especially strongmen, etc. Like you say, because they're carrying Especially awkward objects at awkward angles. Less bodybuilders because they're yeah they work in rep ranges that are far less likely to be. Yes, and in much more controlled emotions. But then what you tend to see is every time a bodybuilder does do something heavy, well, the time that Callum Von Moga tore his bicep, the time before, was like we say, he tried to curl 120 kilos, no, 90 kilos on his own, with Chris Bumstead hitting the other 90. And like, that's just, yeah, he's tried to do something stupidly heavy, and he's never really done that before. And there was that chap not long ago that tore his pec on incline bench, you remember seeing that? Mm, most it, like, likely it was insanity it's like bounced out of the way and fair because he was standing like four wheels aside on bench which is on incline bench four full weight yeah one, 180 <laughs> 180 kilograms yeah which is just stupid that's so much weight yeah it's a lot of weight it's a lot of weight it's a lot of weight especially on bench press and on incline bench press yeah interesting I was just googling um, 
because I just couldn't exactly remember. I've obviously known this in the past, but forgotten. Couldn't exactly remember how tendons attached to the bone. Because mm. um, I was just thinking that must be really strong. Yeah, you know, and that's where it usually tears. Yeah, that's tendons what I was thinking. Don't but it must be glued on real good. In because imagine like that guy could bench one hundred and eighty. That time he couldn't. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> well, but he got it for like three first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Other times he has done it though. Well, do you know how so... they reattach tendons? It's super mechanical. It's like really. It seems really crude and rudimentary. They obviously they literally just cut you open where the bone is. They there's two ways, but one of the most common is they dig a bridge into the bone that's like a little um, hook anchor. So they like leave a, a bit of bone and then dig into it. And then like, imagine like a U shape, like a coming back up the other side. Like and then you've got like yeah. a trench okay. you know, yes, with a yes, bridge over sense. it. Yes. And then they literally just feed the tendon through there, pull it back and staple it to itself. And then the bone as well. And then it literally is just then hooked on. And that's, it's just, it's so- Really? It's so crude. I didn't know about this. Yeah, it's so crude. And then in time that'll fuse, but it's so crude initially, it's mad. Mm. They, they just go, yeah, stretch it, snap it, bang. <laughs> this is here um, in the Britannica, in the encyclopedia. Uh, the tendon is attached to the bone by collagenous fibers called Sharpie fibers, sharp with an EY on the end, that continue into the matrix of the bone. So that basically it joins it joins and becomes the bone. Just how the muscle becomes the tendon. Yes, that's a very that's a very good point, yeah. At the other end, yeah, it just flows. That's a very good point. Mm. Very it's the pec's one of the easiest places you can feel it. Like you can feel where it's ropey and tendony, yes. and you've only got to move a centimeter. Also, in. I think the bottom of the bicep yeah, there yeah, as well, point, like yeah. where there's the gap. Yeah, you've literally only got to move a centimeter or two before you're into very fleshy, obvious muscle tissue. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah muscles are quite complicated. I mean, the human body itself, and I, just it's why all the biomechanics is so interesting. Just bodies in general, not even just human bodies, but animal bodies as well. Just quite complex and fantastic. I was just looking at some stuff on the like anatomy of the hip muscles and you notice how many there is in there and just like all the different directions they all face and they've all they're all in there for a specific reason like evolutionary developed over like millions and millions of years all for specific functions and they all do function and they allow you to or they allow most people most of the time to move in most directions which is it's like, pretty if you fancy. think any, any position you can get into Muscles can't push. Yeah, they only pull. They only pull. Yes. So the skeleton is a they leverage pull bones system, towards isn't other it? Bones, yeah, yes. exactly. So when you're pushing yourself off the floor, you're not pushing anything. Everything's pulling to create a push with leverages, which is the craziest thing. And yeah, like let's describe a bench press, for example. Like it, as you would imagine, I'm laid down, and then you would push away. It mm -hmm. seems like you're pushing, but what's actually happening is the pec is pulling the elbow into the middle. And then the tricep is pulling the lower arm bone straight, yeah. isn't it? So it's a pull. the The elbow gets pulled Combined. in, and the forearm gets straight, get pulled straight. And those two actions together, which have both pulled in, cause the arm to push out mm -hmm. <laughs> in a weird way. Super weird. Yeah, quite Super weird. Quite weird. It's why, like you know, if you see Smart. someone's leg snap and their bone sticks out, it's because Thankfully, I've never seen that. Well. You can imagine okay. that's obvious. That's because the ten the muscles have got so much tension to them that and then and then obviously the bone in the middle is stopping the muscles from pulling in, clumping into a ball. Mm. You've seen like a bicep tear and it I just have. goes jump up there. <laughs> Only online. So imagine yes. when the bone tears um, and snaps, the muscles make it go 
like a like a sliding li ligament th filament theory oh, or something, and makes yeah. it come out of the skin. That's what snapping the bone is, because it's the muscles that tighten it. So then the way that they have to oh. undo that is get like a brace on your leg that's like a jack that pulls your leg apart until they can push the bone back in and get it all back done up because the muscles are ramming it together. It's not very nice. Because they're like little little springs, aren't they? Yeah, it's under tension. Yeah, yeah that does we make like sense. That, do we? And then one side pulls past the other side and it slides together, yeah. No, thank you. Interesting. It's going to be a hard pass on snapping the bones. Mind if I do the intro to the show? Probably. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's News of the Week. It's Connor Rhodes. I'm in the building and I'm joined once again by Will Hukin. Hello, sir. Boo. I just want to get, I'd just like to get the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not at the beginning. It's cute. Um, I like it. Last time you were, you were off work ill. It's no problem. I had, I had Leon Manti in here. Yeah, no, I've heard that was fun. It was funny. The episode's not online yet. People no, are going to get these it. two episodes at the same time. <gasps> we spoke about absolutely no news, even though it was two hours long. We spoke about conspiracies and I don't even know what else. I literally don't even Any, know what anything else. Anything on... Did you do the good PT, bad PT thing with him? Yes, before. Different episode. Oh. Different cool, episode, cool, cool. yeah. Oh, I forgot you'd had him on before. Yeah, he's been on before, mm. yeah. Um, so that was really nice, but how are you in general? Yeah, man. Doing all right. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, we were going to take the time to discuss, weren't we, the, the big news. I Life's guess. changing. The elephant in the room. Life is changing. Life's, yeah. cha Life's actually changing for both of us. Yes, in very weird ways. We're eh? doing a switcheroo, aren't we? We are doing the old switcheroo. Mm. You're growing your hair is what we're saying. Uh, I've decided. You're, you're shaving it. <laughs> you're going Bill Bailey. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh. No, 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 it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. Stick to I'm the not beard. funny enough to make that work. <laughs> or instrumental. No. You've got a guitar in you, but Instrumental? What do you mean? Enough. Is he... That's all Bill Bailey does. Is he a musician? He's like a, com a mus musical comedian. I think I only know him as a comedian. Yeah, I've always yeah. seen, I've all, I've never really watched his actual like let's say shows. I only know him off those like comedy panel sh TV shows. Yeah, he's done lots of stand up stuff where he's just got like a stage full of instruments and he really? just does his com comedy. Then it kind of bounces off music somehow. I don't know. Is it good? It's not bad. Yeah, it sounds good. It's not bad. It's not, it's um. It's not what we were meant to be talking about. <laughs> Quickly, we never talked about what we're, no. meant, what we're meant to. You put two little to... ADHD boys in a room, and yeah, what are we meant to be talking about? We never discussed this before we start. With, there's no plan. Do you know what I realised this show might be? Mm. Listeners can follow along with mine and your slow descent into madness. Ah, just you know, over just episodes, they can just follow along with it our lives. It makes you feel better, just, guys, at home. Yeah, over weeks, you'll yeah. just because we every week we'll just you'll just see us just slowly descend into chaos. It's happening. It's happening just steadily. Yeah, we've done. Yeah, oh dear. But there's going to be a big change in your life, isn't there, sir? Yes, I am leaving the gym. You're not only leaving the gym. I'm leaving the industry. You're, well, it's sort of. You're going to stay here with me. This is going to be my tether to the industry. Thank you. My one. I really do appreciate it. And so do the listeners at home. Um, people will Thank literally... Thank you, all three of you. Thank people you. were... <laughs> yes. And out, out of the three listeners, two of them messaged me last week asking if you were coming back on. That's a good percentage. It's I'll nice. I'll take that. Honestly, it's yeah. nice. And people like the third you. one is... What's going on? People miss you, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, I've got one listener. You've got two. <laughs> um, How are you feeling about that? Great. Host. Great. The co-host. Feel fantastic. Oh, that's nice. You're sharing the love. Feel fantastic. But yeah, I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm, uh, I'm yep, you're hanging up my hat. Yep. You're leaving the gym group Kellam Island, where you've been personal training for how many years? Six. Six years. Yeah. yeah. Um... And you, you'll, you're going to, you're just going to change, aren't you? You're just going to do something yeah. a little bit different. I yeah, respect we, it. We've got some things we're interested in, and 
potentially going to be looking into, but we're not entirely sure yet. Apart from COVID lockdown, mm. how many weeks in six years did you take off? Work? Oh, wow. Uh, four to six, maybe? Four or five? I don't know. In, in six years? I remember there was a four-year period where I didn't go away. I That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. I knew it was going to be low. That's why I asked. And then I went to Bali for two weeks. And, okay, and before yeah. that, I'd been to... Well, I ended up in Germany. I went to Amsterdam <laughs> and then ended up in Germany somehow. <laughs> and that was like for two weeks as well. And there's definitely been some Christmases and things, obviously. But yeah, no, not no, much. We've been grafting. You've been working really hard. There was seven days yeah. a week for the first sort of two years of that. And yeah. Then I dropped to six days a week for the rest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I understand because I also felt not the same, but similar to how you feel in the past, where I also worked at the gym group Kellam Island, and it's nothing specific on this gym at all. It's a great gym. It's one of the best gyms that I've ever known. It genuinely is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it genuinely I is think. good. Yeah, the members are quite calm compared to most gyms. Yeah. The members yeah. are nice. Yeah, it's friendly. It is a, it's a commercial gym, but there is a good knowledge generally circulating as well in it, I feel. Yeah, there's some good personal trainers. And some above good, average personal trainers. Yeah, and some good um, it's members above, that come with their own knowledge as well, which is nice. That's true, yeah. It's above average in nicety and pleasantries. Yes. Um, it's, it's inclusive for all types of people mm. as well compared to most gyms. Um, like, it's not a hardcore gym where... Yeah, and, and a lot of that is definitely the product of its location, both within Sheffield and Sheffield as a whole, I think, is a nice city. But, yeah, it's... Agreed, yeah, it's at Kellam Island, which is a nice place, well, yeah. up-and-coming yeah. place, yeah. yeah. And that is why up and coming you people. are going back. Yes, I um, we've, we've done a switch, haven't we? We've done a switch, um, so you not Coincidentally, like, we haven't arranged Shit's this. in the night, yeah. We haven't arranged this, but you've just decided... That you're going to take a break and switch, and I've decided that I fancy doing a bit of personal training again. And you headed back. Um, yeah. Is this news? Are we telling people this? No, but well, my clients already I know am. this. I've told people now. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> my my clients already know all of yeah. them, um, because I've given the opportunity, given them the opportunity to come and do some personal training with me if they want to, and they do want Reasonably to. Reasonably, they do want to. Already, I always get you? requests. This is one of the reasons for doing it. People always message me. Oh, do you, are you doing any personal training? Oh, do you? And I always say no, no, because I've taken three years off. Um, I also worked there for six years or something similar to you. I reckon. I don't know. I think you've kept your, you've you've kept your, your everything in the game really quite tangibly though with the Zoom stuff yep. and just this is not exercise, but we you talk a lot about it here. Yep. And you've just been training yourself. You've still been training with your old clients in these commercial gyms, haven't you? So I think you'll just yeah as my actual training back in. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm world class. In case we've forgotten. Literally, it's... It's true, you know. The king is returning. Yeah, we're going to have to start playing Lord of the Rings and theme music because it's going to the be the return of the king. The current king is literally stepping down. Yeah. So... The fellowship of the gym. You're up, buddy. Is. I'm passing you the... The, the proverbial crown. Yeah. The metaphorical crown. The weight is on your shoulders now. Mm, it's okay. I've been we working on like it while I've been away. right now. <laughs> I've been away. Yeah. Um, You've been hibernating, ready for your return like a dragon. Yeah, obviously I'm kidding about the entire thing. Um, well, we are, but... Things are based on truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's why jokes are funny, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've taken I've taken three years off from being on a gym floor or doing any personal training. I've just been doing Slum Society full-time, working with my online clients. Um, but yes, I still have done my own exercise consistently, of course. I still have done Zoom personal training one-to-one -one with people. Pretty consistently just every week, right? Yeah, every week. Yeah, oh, not many sessions. Five to ten a week, that's what I like. But just, just keep your head in it. Just one to two a day. Yeah. I just like one to two little sessions a day, one to one, gets me some interaction with people. I like coaching people through exercise. 
I like to have my little one-to-one -one sessions with people. It helps them a lot. People get very good results from it. Mm. Not not through like really even do doing the exercise. Like they're doing mostly press-ups on the knees at home and maybe they've got a couple of dumbbells and we do a few shoulder presses and squats. It's what comes with it, that whole snowball effect. It's, and... the, it's the social and the interaction yeah. and me talking to them about how they're doing with their other exercise, like their daily activity levels and how are they doing with their food. And it's that nice little check-in one-to-one personally for them. And then people get better results with their actual fat loss through doing this, even though it's nothing to do with the exercise. You know, it's, it's more about the interaction, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and and it's nice because what you often find is it then sometimes some clients it does become about the exercise. Like I've had clients that started and hated exercise, okay, yeah, and put up with it in the gym because that's where I was more than anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But then now they've found the love for it. Oh, that's good. Got on going, and then like now they're like, I've lost some weight. I'm happy with where I am, and now I want to get strong as well. That's, that's good. Exciting. Yeah, I often notice that more people like weightlifting and resistance training style exercise than think that they actually will. Mm -hmm. Most people who say, oh, I don't like it, mostly they've not tried it. They've not tried it consistently in the correct way. Um, maybe they've done a few classes. It's not the same. Maybe you've gone to the gym when you didn't know what you were doing. It's not the same. Maybe you went to a bodybuilding gym or maybe you went once with an ex-boyfriend. It's not the yeah. same. But you know when people actually, even, well, let's just take, I don't know, an, an, an example of an overweight lady who's the last thing she's ever thinking about is going to, into a gym and pumping some iron. And she's thinking, what? That sounds ridiculous. But when they get into a gym and they start maybe doing a little bit of cardio and then you join a class and you lose a little bit of weight and then you're looking over. So the other ladies who are actually doing the weights as well, they're on the machines and they're in the weights area and you're thinking maybe I could have a go. Which is happening at the minute as it well. Is, it is. It is. so good. It's bleeding out more into society yeah. that it's good for everybody to lift weights. It doesn't matter. Your gender's flipping. No one cares. It's not about you. It's not about your gender no. <laughs> or anything. Just, no, just, just... no one. I haven't lifted anything with my dick in a while. So come on, ladies. Let's well, go. <laughs> will you? Like I don't want to be crude, but that's about the. You, know, you are quite brash on the show. Difference. You give it. You give it a hard D on the start of that word as well. Dick. Come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on. It's, it's labelled as an explicit show, so I am sorry. Exactly. I am sorry. No, but it's true. Like That's the real, only real anatomical difference when you're talking about weight training between men and different men and women, isn't it? Let's, let's name exercises that are good for... <laughs> it's a good game. Men and women. <gasps> All of them. Oh, yeah. How about I get there first? <laughs> you're right. Okay, you win. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, there's no specific, so there's no specific real differences. I mean, like, Aside from some Literally, you start with the ones that are different are going to be like pelvic floor ones and they're going to be for women. You know, they're going to be more for them than you'd probably find for guys. And maybe a prostate exercise, but you know, like... A prostate exercise? If that, ex if that exists... I think this is would a different thing you're describing. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's... What? what do you, there's no difference. Not really. Um, no difference. But then when people start getting into, even people that think that they won't like it, males as well, sure, why not? And everybody else, so there'll be some people, they're thinking, oh, weightlifting or resistance training, you know, that's not for me. But when they get into it, people actually like it. It's a high proportion of people actually start to, maybe don't love it, but they start to actually, they, they can feel the benefits, number one. It's a very good way of seeing literal progression and feeling good about something that you're doing. serious psychology to it. There well. is, isn't there? There serious. is. Um, one of the things I always try and get across about weightlifting to people who are interested in it or in my clients is how... Throughout my life, it taught me patience and how to achieve goals in life. Like, if you listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger, I know this is a super cliche and like stereotypical thing to say. Um, he, he has a, like a famous speech about saying it's all about the reps. 
And he's not talking about bodybuilding, he's talking about life. And he goes through how everything in life is about doing the reps and practicing and practicing and practicing. And he learned from bodybuilding that you just have to go in there just day after day and you just have to do the reps. And the more you try and the more days you go, yeah. on average, the more successful you'll be. And that's not for exercise, it's for everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've really struggled to build muscle. I obviously started in an unhealthy, ill health position with hormonal disorders, etc. So, mm -hmm. So I started in a more difficult place than, than optimal, most people yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah literally and struggled for years and years and years and then haven't found it easy since but have kept up with exercise and over years become really good at it and become a professional at it and become to the point where people see me exercise and you can you might think oh he's quite oh, good at that yeah. Yeah, he's quite good at that but i've been doing it 15 years you know makes sense but that's taught it? me yeah. that's taught me patience and how to stick to a goal long term like literally for 15 years i've been working on the same couple of goals trying to be a bit more flexible, trying to be a bit True. a bit more toned, mm -hmm. trying to be in good shape, trying to eat healthy. Just again, every day, every day, every day, every day. And you always use one of the things I learned from you early on, you are what you do most often. I like yes. that little phrase. Yes. It makes sense. You are the average it? of your actions. Yeah. Yes. I was saying this to you know you know Pauline Wood who I come into the gym your gym with yes. sometimes. Yeah. Um and we, we train together sometimes. Um, she was talking about her weight loss and strength sort of journey. Um, and, and sometimes, like everybody, I guess, she, she was just, just in, a, in that moment, she was feeling like maybe she should be a bit further ahead than where she is. And everybody mm. feels like this at some point, don't they? Everybody feels like, oh, I could be doing better. Or maybe, um, oh, I wish I was just doing a bit better. She was just doing one of those moments. She, she said, I've been doing this for four years. <laughs> I've been doing it for, you know, she, and she meant calorie counting, healthy eating, trying to lose weight, trying to like get a cardio in there and trying to be at the gym. She'd never been in a gym or done any of this stuff before or really thought about food or healthy eating. She said, I've been doing this for four years now. And I, and, and she said it like as a negative. And, uh, I, and I, I, so I, I said, yeah. I mean, to me. So what do you mean? Yeah, what, yeah. what are you implying? To me, Pauline, if you'd have started this when you were, when you were zero, you were a four-year-old. <laughs> you're a baby. Nice, yeah. You're a baby. And you want to exercise. You're a baby right now. You've been you've been only trying to eat healthy and exercise for four years. You're a baby. If you look at weightlifting in general, the this is completely just ridiculous thing that's not applicable to everybody. But they say on average, as I've seen this a million times, zero to five years beginner, mm. five years to ten years with resistance training or weightlifting intermediate, ten years plus getting into more advanced. And, and I agree. I see that yeah. all the time. It takes years. And you really don't. You can't cast a comment on that until you're at the point, kind of, mm. until you're at a certain point. Like, mm. uh, I know now how much better I am at training now than I was a year ago. Yeah. And then I knew from a year before that. Yes. And at the time, you always think that you're about, well, after a certain point, once you're within the realms of safety and that, you're like, I can train. I have good technique. Yeah. I know how to use my muscles. Yeah. You just, there's so much untapped stuff there that you can just keep learning. Yeah, because you always feel like you're at your best and you're doing well, mm -hmm. but you can always be, just get better. In so many ways, yeah. When I went through that bodybuilding phase and upped the reps and gave myself, dropped the weights and gave myself time to think about the muscle more than the movement. Yeah. The amount of pain I could like, realise that I could actually put myself through versus what I had been doing before. It's a big difference. Different type of training. Yeah, different, different mm, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, had a, I had a point. To, yeah, and it, it's like a nice kind of, way of extension of that metaphor of you are what you do most often is that it's people pretend that there's just a hard choice to be made to be like, you've got to get up and go and put in the work and this, that and the other. But it's to say that life's hard either way. Like it would, it will be hard is just a given fact. Yes. And it's either hard because you make the hardest decisions 
and it's hard because of those decisions and then the success you get, or it's hard because you make the easy decisions and you sit around complaining and it's hard because you're miserable. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely do. So it's, yeah. either way it's hard, you just kind of get to choose where you apply the hardness. It's either hard because you decide to make it hard or it's hard because you decide to make it easy. <laughs> yes, um, I try and expo explain this again, like I do with everything about healthy eating. <laughs> The same point again? Is yeah. It? No, know, I've heard this before. People mm. should eat less calories, I know. People should listen. Um, but I, I use I use that point in, in in a similar but slightly different situation of like people say healthy eating's hard, and I say yes, but also not healthy eating's hard. Yeah. Being overweight and being in pain every day, or having low self esteem, or low confidence, or feeling out of control, or diabetes, cardiovascular disease, high cholesterol, yeah. you know, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, arthritis. Should I continue? Does any of that sound easy? I mean, I, and you can boil. So, which version of hard do you want? Exactly. Do you exactly. want the hard road to health? I or... always. It's a technique I use for my client Nasaba, who's an excellent client, and I've loved her journey she's had. And um, it's fun now to sometimes see the old negativity that she used to have. It can start as she's getting tired in a session and we're squatting. I can see it's playing on her mind, but then she'll look in the mirror and just think to herself, "The yes, this this hurts." It hurts a lot and it's hard, but it doesn't hurt as much as, and it's not as hard as if I didn't do it and I was where I was three years ago. That hurts more, yes. you know? Yes. And if you just think like that, like you're looking at some heavy ass weight, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but what's your other option? Do you want to do that? Yeah. No, you don't. Get it done. Yeah. And if you just, it's so weird how you can trick yourself into it if you just think. I don't even think it's that. a trick. I think it's just revealing to yourself or reminding yourself again of correct perspective. Um, like, again, I say this to my clients that. They're, they're all trying to eat healthy, either maybe lose weight, improve health. And it's quite difficult. It is quite difficult. But they've all already tried not looking after their health. We've, yeah. all, we've all tried it. You've tried it. <laughs> I've tried it. We've all tried it. I've, I have tried the theory of, oh, I don't give a shit. I'll just eat whatever and just fuck it. Oh, it's, yeah, who cares? And I've, and I've felt how that goes. It's a slippery sliding slope into negativity. You've tried it. I've tried it. I've tried the, oh, I'll eat whatever. And you've also done, you've done the complete, what not many people have, like the opposite, where you've gone from a completely healthy time. You've maybe, say, finished a cut, if you've ever finished a cut. And then... A weight loss period. You mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Sorry. And then you've gone... I'm going to go out and have a weekend of this. Yeah. And you go out and drink and eat yeah. shit. And eat like a lot of the general population. And then your body that's been used to actual unprocessed nutrition from the earth for so long, yeah. it gets this garbage and just goes, what have you done? You've literally poisoned me. Yeah. And when you you see the, when you see it as blood. night and day as that, like I remember when I did my cut hard and then at the end came on to try and eat cakes and things and just been like, I can literally feel how crap this food is yes. in my body. Yes. And that's how just a lot of the majority of the public just operate all the time. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because <clears throat> the the feelings of sluggishness and yeah. Yeah. pain and fatigue and, like you said, grogginess and bloated, this does become normal for people. Yeah, they, they just... They, you just adapt to it. They just rationalize it as well is the problem. They're like, oh, I'm groggy, didn't sleep well, or this, that, and the other. What, you know, like, oh, I might have drank too much, but they never really do anything about it. It's just like yeah. they observe it. I think the other half, I think there's two parts to it, though. I think that's half of it. The other half of it is your body actually legitimately gets used to it. Yeah. Like, the more grease you put into your body, 
you your body will learn to just absorb that grease without kicking off as much slowly over time and this is what gets people into a trap sometimes like the more junk food they eat the more junk food they can eat your stomach will stretch mm. your hunger hormones will change well this is what you i'm will... finding i'm at at the minute like i've just come from breakfast with my mother yeah. uh, couch the couch, I like the couch. Super, super, super nice. nice. And you know, they, they don't have big, big portions out. of food at all. Okay. And I couldn't finish it. Okay. And that's just because, like, the opposite. I've just shrank mine so much at the minute. Your stomach, yeah. Like, yeah, so it's, it's it's such a trap in both directions. You can really fall into it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. There's a there's a, an interesting, like, um, food disorder that's, like, a, being unable to eat crap food as well, which it, which it can almost have. Orthorexia. Is that what it's called? Yep. There you go. You might know fear, about fear this. of fear of unhealthy eating. Yeah, basically. yeah. You only dare eat clean foods. So yeah, thing, and that can definitely quote unquote be clean. Sorry. Real bad for you as well. Oh yeah, it's a real thing. Well, it's just it's a real thing. Nutrition. It's a real thing. Yeah. It's not that common. It's way less no. common than because obviously most people struggle with their weight. Sixty six percent ish of people in this country are overweight, so they're not scared of food. They're consuming too much food, but it can go the other way. <laughs> not scared of no. People love food. <laughs> I love food. Yeah, I love food. Yeah, I know you do. But. It's a real thing, and people do have to be Ortho. careful. Orthorexia. Orthorexia. Yeah, I'll Google it now and see what comes up. Yeah, um, just to go back to something else we were saying as well, you know what you were saying, life's never easy. Mm. Um, I was thinking about the four noble truths of Buddhism. Do you know what they are? No. Why did you just sigh and roll your eyes at ancient wisdom? Because it's the most you thing ever. But I, lo- I do like it. I just wish it wasn't coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Why? What What do you mean by that? I don't know. Because also it's on your forearm. I don't know. It just seems like... <laughs> I don't know what you're. What you're. Uh, we, we can't move on in this conversation until we've. we've no, we'll fight settled. later. We'll fight later off camera. Why will we fight? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you about love and peace over here. Yeah, hit me with your wisdom. The it's ancient wisdom. It's not my wisdom. I am but the mouth through which you shall receive it. The You'll learn something on this podcast, whether you like it or not, boy. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try, old man. The first noble truth of Buddhism. The first. There's like four rules to Buddhism. Number one is life is suffering. Okay. That's rule number one. It's everything sucks. Literally. So you know when you think life sucks, even the Buddhists say yes. They agree. Everything yeah. sucks, yeah. Sucks a big old... You know when you're born, you're crying. You know when you die, everybody else cries. <laughs> ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then people are just... people are just up, And then it's just a struggle to survive in between. Oh, no. Is it or is it not? It's too real. Is it, is it or is it not? Mm. If, you, if you don't get what you want, you're upset. If you get what you want, eventually you either lose it or it dies or you die. It's... I'm just usually upset even as I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get you get the thing that you wanted and you find out it's not what you wanted anyway. Oh, no. Or it's not as good as what you thought, is it? It's because we've been chasing things, but yes. the thing we need is inner peace. That's true. Number you see, two? he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> he absolutely gets it. Was that number two? Um, I've actually got them here because I actually Googled it. Um, rule number two is about the truth of the origin of suffering. And they say that suffering in life mostly comes from attachment to things. Interesting. Yeah, like your, and this is where it to me everything's more about balance. So I'm not a Buddhist, and I don't fully follow Buddhism because I think it's a very extreme ideology. Mm. Because the next one says it it says the truth of cessation of suffering. So it's number one, life is suffering. Number two, the origin of the suffering comes from attachment. Then number three, how do you get rid of that? You have to get rid of the attachment. Then number four is the plan to get rid of the attachment basically. Hmm. Um, and then they go through life trying to get rid of all attachments to all things, which I, I personally don't ascribe to or agree with. I like attachments to some things. Yeah, that is a strange one, isn't it? Well, they, no, they, they go sit on a mountain and wear only orange robes and shave their heads and stuff mm. and they and just meditate all day and only 
they don't have money or get they only have food that they grow themselves or get given and stuff like this. They literally remove all attachments to all, even their own life to some extent. I don't know how long you've got to do that before you can do that as well, because I couldn't, like my, one of the issues why I've been unwell obviously is that I'm, I can't sit and be still with my own brain. Okay. So how that to me is mind boggling. And I was actually look, looking at a girl online on TikTok or something who had, had some similar issues a couple of years ago and she went and became a monk for a year yes. which is something I haven't researched but I've yes. always thought I would like to do that really yeah very much so a lot of people do this you know it's well a, it was very interesting thing. what she said at the end of her video It re I really paused it and did a huh that's a bit annoying like annoyingly wise and it was she was saying like obviously this year didn't present me all the answers as mm. it wouldn't because mm. it's within you mm. and whatnot. but where I've been spending my life trying to answer the questions to mm. things, maybe it's that we're just meant to live in the questions. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, I like that and I hate that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Mm. Do you know Jay Shetty? No, I don't. Oh, he's a very famous like author and YouTube guy and motivational oh, guy. speaker. Yeah, it's a guy. Yeah, um, um, Super famous millionaire guy, but he also, when he was young-ish, something like low 20s, went to become a monk and wrote a decent book about it. Um, went and like literally shaved his head and renounced all his stuff. How left left for university. Um, there's, easy. There's, you can just Google it. Sweet. Just Google that you want to be a monk. And it, there's literally just monasteries and places like that all over the world. It, even in the UK, that, that where you can just literally go there and you can just stay there and... I mean, just be with your own thoughts, I guess. Marty, that's a bit know. that scares me. <laughs> the, the, the longest I've ever done with monks pretending to be a monk is 24 hours. Yeah, you did. I've, a, done, a, I've done a full day of meditation. Nineke road? Um, I've done some stuff with the Brahma Kumaris near Eckersall Road, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, not, it's not funny stories from that. Yes, I have some <laughs> amazing memories. Absolutely amazing memories. Um because I tested those monks. Yeah, I know you did. I tested those monks sometimes. I know you did. Because I'm sometimes I like to be on the wind up. And if a monk gets mad about it, they're not a real monk. I'm they they I, I've <laughs> been like, sent there you to the, test you their... the Queen's guards as well. Oh, no, because I'm scared. They've got, <laughs> they, they've got like guns and like Fair. stabby things. I I only wind up the beings of light. Oh. The ones where everybody wears white. <laughs> and then I like pull a face. Honestly, the the Brahma Kamaris are lovely. It's like a it's an it's a female group of women, right? Female centric, yeah. Um, not, it's kind of a religion in a way. Um, it's kind of like halfway between Buddhism and Hinduism, um, and it, it, it's good for like rights of women and for like good for me, good for mental health. And they like meditation and normal stuff. It's like similar to Buddhism in a way, um, but they don't wear orange. Everyone wears only white. I want to go. Can guys go? Yeah, I went loads of times. Um, you can definitely go. Everyone only wears white. Not not me. Like you I don't, look good in white. You don't have to only wear white. Oh. But everybody who's you know can the I? official Brahma Kumari women. I look good in white. Look they're Jesus. all wearing white. The walls are white. The roof's white. The carpet's white. Oh I was there for a full day. Oh yeah, and then eating you... food. They give us food. One at one point, it was bright green pea soup, and I spilt it all over the floor. The, onto the I'm sat literally, and I spilled the full bowl of. The brightest green pea soup, because obviously vegans, obviously the vegans, so it's pea soup all over the white carpet, and I'm trying not to laugh. I'm like, I'm kind of feeling awful, but also trying not to laugh. Also, a good test. 
my friend Heidi, shout out to her, she's sat at the other side of the room, kind of like you are, facing me, going, <laughs> trying her best not to laugh. You're flapping her Oh, arm. it's so, I was saying, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay, don't worry. And, I'm, and they're like, please just I, be quiet. I've been sent there to test them. Yeah. That's the thing. I've been sent there as their day's test to see if they can keep themselves together. Sent in a mail um, to test their theories. That's an, And that, that's just, how do you, do you book it? Yeah, you can book it. Oh, yeah, just they've got website. It's normal. You can text them, you email. Get a link for this. Or normal. Yeah, yeah. I get emails from them all the time. You probably did it on like a Sunday or some shit. Yeah, they have like they have like days like um they'll have like oh we're doing a two hour talk on stress reduction. We're doing a two hour talk on being with your own mind. We're doing a full day on this. We're doing half a day on this. And you can just it's all free. You don't have to pay. You can just either go to it or not. And you can leave or not. They literally it's a charity thing. There's no money involved at all. I've never paid a single thing. Interesting. Then I, I know it, some people think this could be good for her as well. It's quite intense. I swear I did a, how long was it? 30 minutes to one hour session of the head Brahma Kumari woman. Me and her sat on chairs about four inches away from each other's noses, staring into each other's eyes. And that was the meditation. I like that. She said, you can close your eyes if you want, or you can leave your eyes open, but we're just going to sit literally... Flipping, I don't know, maybe not four inches, maybe six inches or ten, but not far, close. And she just ten sat inches, there yeah. and she didn't smile. She barely blinked and just stared straight into my eyes for 30, 30 minutes to one hour. I can't remember how long it was. Literally for a long time. Could you keep it together? Sometimes I had my eyes open, sometimes I had my <coughs> eyes closed, sometimes I smiled at her, sometimes I didn't. I just sat there and accepted it. I thought, this is what I've signed up to. Do you know what? Overall, I felt good about it because I didn't feel like any magical powers getting transferred from her to me. But do you know what I was thinking through it? I was thinking this woman is giving her attention to me to try and elicit some kind of positivity in my life. That's and nice. I accept it. She, she's literally sitting in front of me. And I don't know what's going on in her head. I don't know what she's thinking. Whether she's meditating. It's like she's, a form of therapy, isn't it? Like how therapy leads you to your own conclusions. I don't know what... I, she might have been trying to hypnotise me. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> she, maybe she was playing mind Witchcraft. games. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. But I thought she... But they have good intentions, yes. and, and, honestly. Um, and no, I think it is. Like, if you're looking at someone like that and, and you are thinking, it's almost like having a conversation but you're not allowed to talk, it doesn't get you spiralling and spiralling. And, and that is what often therapy is, isn't it, in terms of helping people, is getting them on a bit of a snowball of yes. realisation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, that works. And when you look into somebody's eyes, this is literally real, oxytocin, the hormone, will be released and it's a positive um, endorphin will be, excuse me, released in the brain. Happens to dogs as well. You know, if you look into your dog's eyes, you and the dog will both release oxytocin bonding love hormone in the brain. Um, so it does have some positive impacts when you look into the eyes of someone who you find positive, I guess, if that makes sense. It does make sense. I've, I've heard things of like, on a pretty intense scale you can literally see the pupil dilate yes you can to yeah. allow that's a real thing hormonal things and to let more light in that's a real because thing you love the person yeah like if you look at someone you love yeah, yeah that's a real thing cool stuff that is a real thing so um, that's all testing it there's the the eyes are ab absolutely fantastic um <laughs> have you honestly the, i mean you're not wrong yeah it's glazed over uh, I mean, yeah, I'm about to say something so basic compared to like yeah. the, the complexity. Some, some people of argue the that the creation of the eye proves God, don't they? Because it's that complicated. They say, how could eyes I'd exist? say that's a strong argument. Uh, I don't, to be honest, because eyes... Of are... the arguments for God, I'd say that's a strong argument. For me personally, it's not a strong argument. Because if you look at evolution, eyes have developed three times separately on Earth. 
Eyes seem pretty common. How do you mean? Like eyes have developed in evolution in three separate oh, branches okay. of the evolutionary being. tree at separate times. Because because animals being able to perceive their surround or any sort of animal being able to perceive its surroundings is a massive advantage. So over time, animals of different types develop light-sensitive cells, which then over millions of years develop into some kind of eyeball, even if it's not underwater eyeball. Yes. Overwater eyeball. Yeah. Overwater eyeball is my Sky eyeball. That's I, pre- I prescribe to overwater eyeballs. <laughs> Sky balls are not necessarily for me. No, I'm not an eagle. I ain't flying. I'm a land mammal. I'm a land mammal. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the different pupils in different animals? Like some animals have pupils that go like slits up and down. Some have diamond shaped pupils. And what do you reckon they see? Some different to us. Yeah, different to us. Literally. Snakes. Theirs are very slitty. I wonder what that does to their vision. Yeah. Yeah, some animals like their their vision wouldn't compute in our head. Like a chameleon has one eye that rotates on its own left and right pointing sideways, and the other one rotates left and right sideways, and then its brain somehow got two separate images going on, something like that. that I've heard about conjoined twins where they they share a brain stem and they can see through each other's eyes. Can't confirm whether that's true or Weird. not. Can't confirm whether that's true or not. Um, Very crazy. I've just remembered that I went I went on my phone originally to Google orthorexia because oh, we were God. talking about that. I just want to see what the definition ADHD. is. ADHD. Orthorexia. Even though this is way back. I'd like to see the, the definition now. of this. Um, WebMD. Oh, come on. I know, mediumly trustworthy. Orthorexia is an unhealthy focus on eating in a healthy way. Um, okay, says Steve Bratman, MD. <laughs> um, MD. Orthorexia refers to an unhealthy obsession with eating, quote unquote, pure food. Yeah. Literally the word that it used. That's from beatingeatingdisorders.org. Definitely feeds into undereating as well, I think. Orthorexia or orthorexia nervosa is an eating disorder that involves an unhealthy obsession with healthy eating. Healthyhealthline.com. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Wikipedia. All right, then. Yeah, so it can happen. It can happen. Um,. Not commonly, though, I don't think. No, not as common as... No. It's not like if you start healthy eating, you should be scared that you can't stop. It's not... I get it, though. I understand how people could be like that. um, Well, well, they they can be, yeah. I think think it's the exact... I think you'd get there the exact same way that someone would be anorexic, and it's just a slightly different latching onto, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of... I can see it's the same kind of thinking, as it were. What we got? Orthorexia nervosa is not recognised as an eating disorder by the American Psychiatric Association. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. What about articles? What about news articles, sir? You want to switch to some Uh, news of the week? Not necessarily, but I know you've got a lot. I have. We've actually got loads of good stuff to go through. All right. um, Let's just pause for a second and then let's just come back. You think? Let's take a little break. Okay, sure. All right, good. Nice. One second then. Oh, all right. We're back after a break. Even a woo for the second half. Yes. Now we're going to actually get to the news topics of the week. God damn it. This one, the first one, this is not recent news. This is really old news apparently, but it's new news to me Ah. and I think it's fantastic. So I've chosen to bring it up. Mm. Um, I've I've found out who, in my opinion, is the most committed fitness instructor in all of history. (laughs) Okay. Okay. To a fault or? Well, let's see. I'm going to an encyclopedia here Uh to look up a man called Thomas W. McCauley. Okay. M-M, and then small c, Mc, 
and then Corley, capital C A W L E Y. There's no way this dude lived later than like 1902. <laughs> with um, that kind of name. It's it's nearly 1900s. You're, ah! you're not far <laughs> off. You're not far off. It's Thomas. It's Thomas W. Macaulay. I'm, I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read it to you about this gentleman. Mr. Thomas W. Macaulay, age 36, gave his address as Camden Place, Southampton. Um, he was described as a ruddy-cheeked, spry little man in white flannels. I'm skipping forward in the description because I'm reading it from an encyclopedia and it's flipping along. He kept to his post while passengers waited on deck and eventually found their way into his gym. Do you know what happened to this guy? What? Yeah. He was on the Titanic. Oh, he, he was the fitness instructor on the Titanic and he stayed in the gym and went down with ah! the ship. Listen, listen. <laughs> the first official gym rat. <laughs> He's the most committed fitness instructor. He wanted the dumbbells to stay in place. They better stay racked. He's going he went down with the ship oh like God, the captain. He went down so with the gym. Good. Who else who's ever gone down with a gym? No one. Is he the king? Right. Is he the king? He might be the king. He's the, the most committed. He's not even a personal trainer. He's, he a, fit, he's a level weathered. two fitness instructor. I bet he's gotten bigger since he drowned <laughs> and landed at the bottom. Oh. A survivor. That's again, I'm going to read it again. Go a survivor on. described Macaulay as a ruddy cheeked, spry little man in white flannels. What's flannels? What does that mean? Just some That's what you wash your face Who knows? <laughs> Flannel clothing. Yeah, I don't know what that is exactly. <laughs> he kept to his post while the passengers waited on deck and eventually found their way into his gym. He told one survivor that he would not wear a life belt because it would slow him down as he swam. He died in the sinking. Mm. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I should not laugh. Oh, that's it, not a good conclusion. Maybe he was the first ever gym bro. Yeah. He was like, life jacket. <laughs> For me, I'm the gym guy. I'm going to swim. And then he was too dense to even float. And then he went proving down. Proving his gymnast. The, went down. the story is that Where he was he trying to swim? Didn't it go down in the middle of the Atlantic? Yeah. Or summit, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was the Atlantic. I don't I can't remember exactly. Wasn't it in, it was in New York to London? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where the Atlantic Well, we're about to find out. Where or Thomas W.C. Corley or whatever he was. Titanic sink. Excellent name. What, I bet he was an old-timey boxer as well. I bet he wore his trousers real high. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it says the Titanic, the Titanic stuck, struck an iceberg near Newfoundland, Canada. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the Atlantic, right? Where, what year was it? It said 1912. 12. Uh, uh, was something, like, I think that was when the Titanic That's when off. the first ever Jim Bro died. Well, no, because we, talk we talked about the first ever Jim Bro, which was that guy who carved his name onto a rock that weighed, like, 120 kilos, and it said so-and-so hoisted this above his head and they traced it to like like, <laughs> like 11,000 years ago or something. It no, it wasn't. The first gym I mean, bro. I mean, it definitely, living in the we cave. went through this before, but yeah. it definitely wasn't 11,000 years ago. It might Maybe. have been some amount of years ago, yes. Maybe. But you are actually right. Caveman territory it was, so whenever that was. Perhaps it was. I don't know what history is. Well, but still, we make comment. Um, yeah, we like to comment on a lot of shit we don't know about. <laughs> But I just thought that was fantastic, did you? Yeah, I appreciate it. He went that. down with the gym. Yeah, that's good. He's the I want to, it's got me thinking about what the gym would have been on the Titanic. I wonder um, what the 19... All right, let's see if we can find out. Kind, 1912 kind of equipment was. Like, I, I couldn't have believed that they had dumbbells yet. 
circus dumbbells, maybe, but they were round. They can't have them on a ship. <laughs> That's not going to work. Wow. Okay, I've got pictures of it here. Oh, no way. But it's largely unidentifiable. <laughs> I'm talking just black and white, um, raw shag type shit. <laughs> carefully get your microphone from being tucked out of down the side oh, of yeah. there, um, and then come over and, then and scuttle my way over here. Come over and have a little look, <laughs> just for the full entertainment of everyone. We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna have, on our phones. I know we're gonna have to try and describe Go. what's going on here. That's a rowing machine, isn't it? But it's like that's an actual rowing, but it's, like it's a boat. It's a rower, but it's plugged into the floor somehow, and it's like it's got an oar. That seems to be yeah. against resistance. Oh, it's a two-man a static rower. or against resistance, it seems to be. Yeah, interesting, that. Yeah, so and they've got, like, some kind of rowing machine some kind of... going on. Oh, oh is, that a re is that a recolored, These are bikes. remastered version of it? Yeah, yeah, my baby. Um, yeah, that seems like static bikes they've got there. It looks like some stepping boxes on the, the floor. The most, like, mechanical, clunky-looking things ever. I appreciate the um, the hustle. Kind. The hustle of the, the 1910s. Um... All cardio. What is this? A saddle? That's a saddle. Yeah, like a, on a horse. Yeah, there's a saddle on a horse. I'm like a wooden horse. There's that, yeah, there's definitely so more you practice cycling your, uh, see, your seahorse riding. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I'm going to put in when was the dumbbell... Industrial gym revolution. <laughs> ...invented. Oh my God, it says the dumbbell was invented in the year 400, dude. Yeah, well, yeah, like the circus By the dumbbell were the biggest... Were biggest in like the 1800s, weren't they? What do you mean by a circus dumbbell? Those They're ball they, ones. Yeah, like two I'm balls yeah. and sticking them. And like they can't have them on a ship because they'd roll off the side. Apparently, dumbbells have been around for thousands of years, so huh? It's been a normal. Thing. Maybe as soon as my guy lifted the rock over his head, they were like, "Oh shit, we need a better way to do this." <laughs> you know what we need? A rock with a handle. <laughs> and thus, the circus <laughs> dumbbell God. was born. As soon as we started peaking as a civilization and shit was getting easy for us, we were living luxuriously and had food. They were like. Let's make things hard again. Let's start lifting things and putting awkward things up over his heads. Let's do. Let's make life hard. It, it seems to humanity. It seems to have gone through phases and fashions. Like the Greeks definitely weightlifted. Like gymnasium mm -hmm. is a Greek word, and they believed in like. They also definitely had at least examples of the perfect physique to get these statues done and stuff. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they they believed in like quote unquote like perfection and improvement of the human body and stuff like that. What well, one of Socrates' is a quote about not reaching your potential as a man, whatever, is one of my favourites. Yeah. No man should go through life without learning his physical potential or something. Something along those lines. And similar. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines similar. Um, and then after that, it seemed to go out of kind of fashion for a bit. And then sports kind of did come back. After, like, the Industrial Revolution in, like, Victorian times and stuff like that, like, tennis and stuff like that, like, started to come around and play, playing and doing sports, sporting activities. And then gym stuff yeah, started to come back. Yeah, I heard something in America that was, like, the first, like, football, like, national football, as in, like, their football thing, whatever it is, like, I don't know, was first done, like, it's six years after the Civil War or something okay. like that, and whenever that was, like, 18 something, mm, I'm not sure. which is, like... Yeah, that makes sense. And it's pretty recent as well. I'm not sure. It's in times of prosperity, there is leisure. And when there is leisure, there becomes need for physical activity. If it's the flipping dark ages and you're a peasant, you haven't got time or money or thought to exercise. You're just trying to survive and you're just yeah, yeah. toiling in the fields or hunting or flipping weaving or whatever you're doing for, for all your life's work. I'd go for some Trying to survive, you know. But when there becomes prosperity and leisure and food and alcohol and... 
people start getting sitting down jobs and it's not all just sort of like provision of labor people start to get specified jobs and stuff like that in societies like in greece they had like you obviously know they're an advanced society because they have philosophers so they have people yeah. they have people whose the, job it is to, to think, think. Yeah. yeah that means they've got spare food because it means they've got science, <laughs> yeah, they've got scientists right. and stuff yeah that must be so much they've I, got gambling and do you reckon philosophers were ever elevated to the position of philosophy via others or do they just think until they prove themselves as philosophers do you think both i believe mm. because a lot of philosophy come like they're, they're teachers they were the teachers at teachers True. at the time they like and they would have students who yeah. then the students would take over yeah you're right yeah um yeah you can often trickle from like archimedes or something you can trickle down through a lot of like Epictetus and things like that. I mean, you can trickle yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm just trying to find to out and how they like learn and stuff. Is it Epictetus? Is that how you say his name? Epi- Epictetus. He's a guy. That's how you say it, right? Um, he's a. I've never known how to properly say it. Yeah, he's a slave from. Yeah. Um, his a slave philosopher. His book's pretty good because it's very. It plants you in in the seminars because it's not his book. It's one of his students again same thing one of his students that wrote it down so it's very paraphrasing yes. of what he actually said there and then that's the same for a lot really of Greek cool. philosophy yeah, yeah like meditations as well yeah it? it's the um, same yeah meditations is an actual diary that was found by Marcus Aurelius yeah but a lot of different things that the different philosophers said like Plato and Socrates and these people some of it can be attributed directly to them some of it's written down by other people who said that they said it, said it yeah. and stuff like that because we don't most books and stuff don't survive that long and you know most writings it's just not necessarily um possible to find that kind of stuff um i'm just trying to look for that lineage but it's very hard to find this fast it says that um alexander the great was taught by aristotle Mm. you know so that kind of thing like you think alexander the great took over half the world well his dad philip of whoever it was macedonia it might have been um got Aristotle as the most famous philosopher and best teacher at the time to come and teach his son and yeah. then his son took over the fucking world. Um, a little conglomerate. Oh, then. and then Aristotle was taught by Plato, another obviously person still famous to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, so like like you say, there's like succession of people. It's like teachers yeah. teaching people who then sometimes take the philosophy a bit further. That kind that's of what thing. it's ever been which is which always brings you to that fun little conundrum of are we at the, the pinnacle or what's left to be learned you know well like all of these people that we're talking about and right up until maybe like Freud was one of the uh, philosoph- later philosophers to know about it okay. didn't know that the dinosaurs existed uh-huh. you know that's crazy yeah yeah that's that's true and so you couldn't see that's where their kind of beliefs of the f- flat earth or the being the center of the universe whatever i don't know you can see where it would come from because that's just their world no idea of the history that's come before them yes it's always just been humans as far as they're concerned and that makes you think like right now mm, what don't we know yeah unbelievable amount of things an unbelievable amount of things we don't know what most of the universe is or what's going we don't on. know what most of the earth's earth's history is at least uh, human history True. We did, we've got no idea about most of human history. Yeah. We only know about human history from... 12,000 yeah. and yeah. a half thousand, 13... Yeah, yeah. literally 13,000 years ago. Yeah, 12,900. That's, oh, okay. that's about the oldest stuff ever discovered. Yeah. Humans have been here for 350,000 
yeah. minimum. That's a big gap. It, a lot of stuff went down that we've got no idea about. A lot of people did a lot of stuff. That's a big gap, we need to, guys. We should thank these people because if they didn't survive and do their stuff, we wouldn't be here. And yeah, imagine we just lost. Gone it's too far. Yeah, it's too far back in the past. Which we just lost. Yeah, that, it really does make you think about like past civilizations. Like we've gotten to this point of civilization after twelve and a, and a half thousand years of continuous, pretty continuous human evolution and and um, civilization, right? Um, well, in Europe it is, yeah, because okay. um, but in Africa it's been going on since yes. three hundred thousand yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, so you must think that in those times, things must have peaked and fell yes, in yes. past civilization. Yes. Do you know Graham Hancock? No. He's the, in my opinion, world leader on um, ancient lost civilizations and evidence slash conspiracies around this. Because some of it's got evidence, some of it doesn't have evidence, some of it's speculation, some of it's artifacts that are unknown and could be interpreted in this way or that way, etc. Um, and he is, he's, he's pretty sure and written books on it that there's many lost civilizations that have gone on in the past and there's no reason there wouldn't be. No, well, that's the biggest argument, I think, is... You think, yeah, we can, ignor- you think we can find all the bricks of everyone who's lived everywhere? People don't believe in aliens or, or some kind of insecurity about, like, not be, not being the only ones or something. In my opinion. You think so? Yeah. Like, well, if you go back and watch, like, interviews from, like, 1960 of asking people on the streets if they think aliens are real, they're like, no, no, no. And they're like, why, why not? And they're like, oh, because I, I couldn't sleep at night. And it's it's more just around the per, the, the individual's fear or something. Perhaps. Or, like, the human comprehension, which is fair. I think there'd be multiple categories to why people wouldn't believe in aliens. I think another another category might be people who only believe what they can see and what's been proven. Um, like my dad would be one of those people I would believe. Like he wouldn't, he doesn't necessarily believe things unless you can show it and it's been proven by science. Then I'll believe. So he was blurred lines though. That I don't it? know if he would say he believes as aliens or not. I don't really know what he would say to that. But because like the science to that isn't the practical science that you can observe. It's the science of probability and statistics yes. that lead you to the answer. Yes. I don't believe in aliens because I think aliens exist. I believe in aliens because statistically they exist, you know? Yes, I think but most... I don't need more proof than that. Yeah, I think another category of people who wouldn't believe would be religious people. Because yes, it that's would... what I mean, that's more out of fear it... and ignorance. Um, no, but what if people just... Be... Oh, unless it is just faith. I mean, people just believe in God. True, true. And then there isn't necessarily... In, in, in all different kinds of... Some in, in well, thinking about different religions now, there's some religions that would have space for aliens, <laughs> like Hinduism. Yeah, they that aren't really religions, more like Buddhism as well. Um, yeah, Buddhism would have space for aliens, yeah, yeah. but like Christianity and like no. maybe not because it's more of like a, a linear it's God, then it's Jesus, then it's us. And well, it's that's that God has created everything, and then it's to say that we wouldn't be his only children. Maybe they, maybe they would just revise their beliefs to just say that God created us and the aliens, and then that would be a fine thing to say, I guess. I really wanted to, to, to discover something new. Well, like, whenever the dinosaurs must have been discovered, that must have been pretty cool, and, like, big things. I want to discover something. I can't like remember my... who first discovered the dinosaurs. I don't know, but it was something like in late 1800s. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Or something like that, yeah. yeah. It... So, yeah, crazy how many people that we still hold as, like, serious intellectuals or, like, pillars, foundations in societies 
what we know about the world and whatnot. And so I had no idea about like that. What do we not know? What do we? Oh, I want to do. An, I want to do a discovery in my lifetime. Loads of things. I want to discover a flying saucer somewhere in the ground. You can do discovery. I want shit to come out of the ground. I want a Pacific Rim type situation. Mm. I'd love to get aliens from within. <gasps> from inside the earth. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well. That freaks me out more than if they come from somewhere else, to be honest. True, coming from underneath is a little... Yeah, it's a bit much. Creepier. Yeah, it's a bit creepier, isn't it? How are they surviving in all that lava? I'm, I'm there for that, though. No. Yeah, but we don't know. You can discover something and it doesn't have to be aliens from the Earth in a giant robot battle. Yeah, but now you you're just squashing That's what dreams. PhD is, isn't it? Everybody who gets a PhD, they've discovered something brand new that nobody else has ever discovered before. That's true. That's what a PhD is. That's very true. Yeah, loads of people get PhDs. You Which can discover cool. stuff if you want to. Um, it's usually small things. What can I do a PhD? In? Like, there's not many people that are like Einstein or like Whoopi Isaac Newton, and then they're like change. All all reality has to change. Like the guy who discovered the dinosaurs, slowly it has to change reality, doesn't it? Because people thought that the Earth, like according to the Bible, was like how how many thousand years old? Did they say like five or something? Five thousand years yeah. old? And then they're like, wait a minute, wait all, a minute, what are these giant lizards? This guy's been clearly from minute. millions of years. Yeah, old. yeah. So how does this make sense? Um, and that that's happened with the story of human history as well. Um, it used to be thought as as a linear progression, us, cavemen, then not much happened for a while, and then eventually we get houses. <laughs> Handily, we'll just breeze past that middle Yeah, bit. we get little teepees and tents at some point, and then we get little houses, and then somehow it's like we get cities and it just builds up. But it turns out not really to be like that. It's more like there's been catastrophes along the way, and things have built up in different areas, and then civilizations have fallen, and some have been more advanced than others at all different times. Like yeah. even, even now... There's first world countries, third world countries, hunter-gatherer tribes, fully like wild hunter-gatherer tribes still exist on the earth. Yeah, you're right. It's only our perspective that's gluing us to this idea that we're in the progression, we're in the future or something, you know what I mean? We're the furthest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it seems to be evidence which... Which chronology-wise, we have to be, but only because of the passage of time. Correct, yeah. But evidence does seem seem to show that we are the most advanced... Civilization that humans available have been available evidence available evidence <gasps> yeah it depends how you class it some people don't necessarily agree there is a there's conspiracies either way but we have like big metal structures and stuff like that and you know we've like put loads of concrete and stuff everywhere if if people had made had as much that. if people had made as much stuff as we've made across the entire earth there would be evidence for yes. it whereas we can find like pyramids and stuff made out of rock and in like different like Gobekli Tepe that's the oldest thing, 12,900 years old. I think a new place, Karan Tepe, is about 500 years old or something now that they've just discovered like this year or something. It's like around the corner <laughs> from it. It's like very close. Around the corner. Yeah, it's like very close. That's why, it's a, that's why it's a similar name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what mean things like that are getting discovered. I like that. They've just started yes. digging out the Easter Island heads, haven't they? Not just, but... Um, in what way? What do you mean? I saw they'd taken one somewhere. And like, as in, plucked it out of the earth, and you had the whole body below it, which was obviously much better preserved than the head. Yes, the head that does happen on some of them. By the some of them are big, some of them are not big. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Th- there's one of them at the British Museum where I went. Oh yeah, you I say. loved it. You had a good yeah, time. I loved it. It wasn't that big. That one. Some of them seem bigger than others on photos. I mean, England was like a good old colonization and a robbery, but they probably can't steal the biggest. <laughs> Yeah, but but I mean, yeah, guilty. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. I mean, when you go to the British Museum, not not much of it's British stuff. It's all <laughs> stuff that we've stolen through war. It's all the spoils of war, literally. Sorry, um, sorry, lads. One of the things that surprised me the most ancestors. about the British Museum, like I said to you before, was the rooms of Jesus gold. There was rooms and rooms and rooms of just 
gold, yeah. pure gold, formed into the effigies and formations of Jesus and crosses and and also Christian knowing symbology. that that can never be well will probably be never anything else that is just gold that exists there yeah like it'll be that. probably kept like that yeah most likely yeah because it's part of history and it's probably the amount of money it's worth is probably unbelievable now it all comes from the crusades when people like king arthur and the knights of the round table and all them just walked from here to jerusalem with swords and sliced everybody's heads off and didn't like jesus everything. took all those stuff and then melted it all down and turned it into jesus gold and it's all still there. It's like, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Humans have done some weird shit over the years, for maybe good reasons or what they thought were good reasons. I don't know. I think you're misinterpreting the Bible, in my opinion. You know, Tom, Thomas Lee. Shout out to Tom yes. Lee. Um, Love him. I've been texting him this morning. Um, a Christian man. I, I, um, I, I told. I was. I sent him some photos and was talking to him about the um christian stuff at the british museum because some of it was fantastic there was ancient scrolls and there was crosses that were from like the year 300 <gasps> like jesus's year zero people crosses just, from the year yeah. 300 like re like pretty close to around that, that must time. have been a weird time to be praising that messiah 300 years later well no but because it's, apparently just, it's just normal for them but i don't know yeah it's such a weird like 300 years apparently people started liking jesus mostly about the earliest evidence we've got is from about 50 years after his death oh, really? that's when most of the bible was written by the people then it's 50 years after Interesting. and then it became like a prominent prominent religion in about the year 500 i think um one of the emperors of rome i can't remember who it was um, so how did the calendar change the religion how did the calendar across the globe yes get matched to fantastic that? question that's amazing um, when it wasn't even popular when they decided yes. it, it was decided upon yes. the death of this yes. small religion. Yes, that's blending. That's how. This is how they get. This is how they got Christianity around the world, and this is how religion spreads. It's not like, it's not like they just come in and they're like, right. Well, they kind of did sometimes. Like they would come in with swords and just be like, right, you love Jesus now. Say you do. Say you do. Ah. And if you didn't, if you're like, no, no, fuck you, cross. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck you, Jesus. And then they were like, ah. So then they'll slice. Jesus you. will smite you down, and then they cut their heads off. That did definitely happen sometimes. Yeah. Like the Vikings used to do that to people. Um, and we used to do, like, we, I say we, it's got nothing to do with me. Me personally. But I, I meant like Anglo-Saxon. Yes. In, people who were in England at the time used to do that to the Vikings as well. They'd capture Viking kings and be like, say you love Jesus. Say you love him or you'll die. And it's like, okay, I love it's Jesus. a power move capturing a Viking. Jesus. But what they would do is blend Jesus into other religions. Like there's some evidence that, the, that Jesus was put across to the Vikings as a war god. Ah. Um, because Vikings love war, don't they? And they were like, um, and... Make it a bit more appealing. Dress him up with a nice little sword and shield. And the Vikings also kind of believed that Jesus was a war god. Because sometimes Vikings, whose main god was Thor... Um, he's not he's not the king of all the gods, is he? But they all have the Thor hammer-like necklaces. This is a real thing. Um, and they would like think about him as the lightning and war. Well, yeah, he was, he's the one you'd pray to before war. He was, yeah, he's not yeah. the highest god in all their religion. Um, but they've got loads of gods in their religion, haven't they? Um, and so they've got room for so they don't exactly they don't mind another one when somebody, <laughs> else, when somebody else says well we like this guy that's got superpowers they're like well that makes sense because we've already got like comic book crossover they've already got happening. yeah exactly it's DC versus Marvel now I'm interested it's literally now maybe they, I'm religious the Vikings have already got 25 guys with special powers of course there's more they don't care and when when the people <laughs> disrespectful no I love but, it <laughs> I'm just telling a story okay? I know but when when there's a war then, and it's Christians versus Norse religion versus Vikings, the Christians believe that Jesus is on their side and they are fighting in the name of Jesus. And the yeah. Vikings believe they're fighting in the name of Thor or whoever. And then if the Christians point, win, 
which they do sometimes, the Vikings will literally believe that Jesus must be a more powerful war god than their gods because of how did they win? And that is the thing. It's almost when you're that just certain that God exists and that you, and destiny is a thing and that yes. you'll get smited down this, that and the other. You, you're, you, you just rationalize everything to that mindset, which is insane. And yeah. then what? Over time, these, these are just collaborating and going, well, yeah, so well this go- is our calendar and it'd be easier if, I don't know, you change yeah, so over there, change yours. And- yeah, so to go back to it, um, let's look at some Christian holidays then. And then I guess with the with the colonization, the British Empire, everywhere we landed, we were then like, yep, this time, this is the time, guys, by the way. And then when we left, that stuck, right? Oh, in terms of what year it is? That's what I was meaning, yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah I understand. Like, yeah. like that started somewhere in Jerusalem, what, what, uh, yeah, Jerusalem with Jesus. Yeah, when it was, year when, zero. When it yeah. was a small religion. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, we only had like 12... Apostle, yeah, yeah, yeah. You only had 12 followers. Yes. I've got more than Jesus, and then he died. I'm doing well. Wait until I die. <laughs> Wait until I die. Yes. I'll get way more. Uh, Let's go. I'll have to write a book about you when you die. Then I've that's got more that. followers than Jesus when he was alive. I'm, Damn, I'm on it. I've got to write a book now. Um, you had something, yeah. I was just going to talk about, uh, and, and you are right, it is interesting. Like in China, it's not the year uh, flipping 2021. No, I'm going to google it right now. Let's find out what year it is in China, and, and in like some other Asian countries. Because, did, we ever, did we ever have a British? Any British, any colonization over anything Chinese? Hong Kong, yeah. And is Hong Kong in our, in our, in our time? Oh, that's weird. Is, China, is all of China not in 2021 or something? No, they don't what think is it's, it. They don't think it's 2021. Ah! N- neither do Muslim countries. They think it's the year 1500. They go from when Muhammad, not Jesus. They don't care about Jesus. Well, they do. They like Jesus. They think Jesus is okay. But. Um, they go from Muhammad, so it's like year 1,500 um, in China. There are a couple, uh, a couple African countries as well that are a bit behind. Um, I can't immediately find out. I've, I've, I've put in what year is it in China <laughs> into Google. Ah, it's uh-huh. not come up. It's telling me like what animal, animal it is. It yeah, is, but yeah, what is it? Um, good question. I was born the year of the rabbit. Someone told me the other day. No. I think maybe the other day. How cute is that? <laughs> I can't find out. But anyway, it's different. You're losing, Connor. Anyway, it's different. I know I can't find out. But anyway, it's different. Show me zodiac signs and shit. But it's not good enough. And there are some that just missed the update. Like there's one in Africa that's like seven years behind. Really? Because there was an adjustment period where we needed to like catch up some time. So they just skipped seven years. Yeah. And then didn't take, I guess no one told little African country. We've even changed it, haven't we, though, to stop associating ours with Jesus as well. Like, it used to be BC, didn't it? People used to think it's before Christ. What is um, it now? It was AD, Anno Domini, um, that kind of thing. Now it's BCE, before Common Era. Oh, what? Yeah. It says who? This is, this is what people... This is B- na- BCE, before Common Era, and then and then after... They've done that nicely, haven't they? <clears throat> yeah. So that you can that, just and it's shorten it if you want. And it's CE, Common Era. This is Common Era. BCE is before Common Era. BC and CE. BCE and just CE. CE. This is now what you'll commonly read if you're looking through history things in like journals and books and stuff. This is now how they generally refer to it. Um, so it's not related directly to Christianity because not everybody believes. So they're trying to... Yeah, that's why it's different. I'm fine with the year with places. having a calendar because that shit's helpful. <laughs> oh, and to go back to what we were saying earlier, even though this has got nothing to do with News of the Week, but this no! is why it's News of the Week podcast. Yes, this is why. It's not News of the Week as it always is. Because we're lying and um, it's all facts, no feelings. Yeah. 
Melanie Vidler said to me once, she's one of my clients, um, she said to me, sometimes I'm listening to your podcast and I actually want to know what the news is and I hope you'll get to it. And I, <laughs> I said, no, you're, under, you're no, misunderstanding you're the show. You're listening to the wrong podcast. You're misunderstanding the show. Come this on. is We don't care about what the real no. news is. Um, so boring. It's far more interesting. So now let's let's talk about some Christian holidays then. I've got up here. <laughs> what, why is Easter called Easter? The naming of the celebration as Easter seems to go back to the name of a pre-Christian goddess in England, Oe Eastra, but spelt E-O-S-T-R-E. So, so his Eastra. a Christian holiday is named after not a Christian thing. That's what I'm saying. They, bl- they blend it. There was already the goddess, <gasps> the goddess of spring in quote unquote pagan religions was called Easter, Eastra, and her um, took. You know what? Jesus has got the cross. Do you know what she's got? The bunny and the egg. Oh, come on. Why do you think? Why? Why? Why is a bunny and an egg from Easter got anything to do with Jesus? It doesn't. It's it's nothing to do with Jesus. It's to do with a it's to do with goddess. it's to do with a pagan goddess called Easter. Wow. That's why it's called Easter. And then when Jesus came back, they've blend they've blended them together. The so does, does Christianity um, acknowledge that? Yeah, it's, this is common is knowledge. Not, I've just googled it. I don't it know what does it acknowledge the. I, I don't know. I don't mm. know if you ask different Christians what they personally think. But this is common knowledge. You can literally just Google. I, I, I Google literally. I Google two words: Easter history, and this comes up straight at the top. Literally, it's just it's common knowledge. It's the same with Christmas as well. Um, people don't think Jesus was born at Christmas. Even Christians don't think this. If you apparently, if it says that he was in the Bible, it's like some certain type of weather, which would indicate that it's like summer, right? And and where they say the stars are, which way it's pointing when the people are walking to Jesus's birthplace. Apparently, people have looked into this, and it seems like it would have been more like summertime when Jesus was born. So, but then why is the main Christian holiday at um, December? It's because it lines up very closely with pagans' winter solstice, twenty um, second, something like that. Very very close, and people were already celebrating at these same times rather than rock the entire boat <laughs> you know what i'm saying well like we'll you love jesus and fuck all your holidays. Here, yeah. yeah jesus will rock up to this party they're like and oh, then we... next year he'll take over they're, they're more like oh but our guys also got the same thing at the same oh time maybe we could do you can do yours and we'll do ours together what do you think this is more what it's like so now this is why we've got it's called easter but it's about jesus but there's a bunny and an egg it's both of them mixed together. They don't really sack off the other religions and say, you can't do it. They're oh, like, I yeah, but what about a bit of this as well? Do you know who else is good? Jesus as well. And they start blending them. That's how it sort of takes That's really over. really interesting. Yeah, I think it's quite and interesting. And these are the things I often talk with Tom about, about like how many times the metaphorical in, say, the Bible, something that's been um, intended as metaphorical, mm. Mm. is derived mm. as literal yes. in a, a blending, in yes. a reinterpretation. Yes. In some kind, yeah, some kind of reinterpreting, something is taken literal or is meant to be metaphorical or to that kind of end that skews the the history. Do you know what yes. I mean? Like turning wine into water into wine or something. Yes. Or walking on water. Yes, or the fact that he came back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Like... Where where yes. has that ended, and where's the, are the blurred yes. lines to that? It's different for different Christians. There's different sects and different beliefs in Christianity. Not everybody believes the same. There's Christian literalists who literally believe every single word of the Bible is exactly how it is, and that's the truth. And there's other people who think it's more like just stories. Yeah, it's more like just metaphorical. 
There's some, yeah, there's some Christians right. who don't even necessarily believe that like Jesus did all that stuff or said all that stuff. They think it's just like, just, you know, stories in general, bit like word of mouth, bit like Chinese whispers. There was definitely this guy, Jesus, and it's like the general outline's correct, but there's people who are not taking it that seriously on the specifics. Mm -hmm. There's some people who are taking it dead serious on the specifics. Mm. Same in every religion though, literally same in every religion. That's one of the things I like about Hinduism, even though I'm not Hindu as well. It's mostly there for your own interpretation. There aren't really that many answers. Yeah, it's super cool. And and there's a lot of different. You can talk to different people, who are Hindus, and they believe completely different things, and they've they've picked it because they like it themselves, and it makes them happy. That's why there's like there's all these different gods, and people usually just pick one that they think's right for them. Oh. Like if you're trying to be a more courageous person, they'll read the stories about the god that's courageous, and they'll have the courageous effigies around so that they remind themselves to be more courageous and there's like god of love and god of like service so if you're trying to be a more loving person they'll they'll say oh my favorite god's the loving god because of, i'm trying to be more like this this and this so i read the stories about how to be a loving person and stuff like that but again and there's some people in hinduism who think that all those gods are real and they actually exist in like a different dimension and there's some that think it's literally just stories you know and it's just it's just stories to get across moral points. And you, interpret it however and you can take it however you want. They don't mind as long as you're trying to be happier. They love a bit of Jesus as well in Hinduism. Ah. They've got all the gods. They love Jesus. Nice. Um, yeah, I have this tattoo of this god. He's Hanuman. He's the um, Hindu god of service and strength. So he's the Hindu god of stre physical strength and of helping other people. I like all this. So he's my favorite god. That is nice. A lot of Hindus think that Jesus and Hanuman are the same person come back in different times you know like they believe in reincarnation they think that jesus is reincarnate like they think hanuman's come down multiple times oh, and shit. might come again we could talk about reincarnation a lot couldn't we could we i don't know i feel oh i don't know that's a whole lot tin of worms what is it Can we could worms? say a lot of words about it but yeah, true. we couldn't we get say anywhere no you're probably right about that i don't know anything about it i don't that's know whether it's real or not yeah i don't know whether it's real one of the one of the questions we're meant to live in perhaps I guess so. Existentialism, isn't it? Questioning what and why. <laughs> um, news articles, do you think? Yeah. We've just gone way off track there, haven't we? We do that, though. Um, I always like where it ends up. I'll skip that one. I'll move down to this one. I'll move down to this next one. This is a new study that came out. It's from Anglia Ruskin University, dated October 14th, 2021, so quite recent. Um, study entitled genes play a key role in exercise outcomes okay yeah so yeah. genetics and exercise this study is saying that up to 72 percent of the difference in exercise outcomes could be attributed to genetics i just i just wanted to talk about it and see what we thought yeah maybe i, I think maybe as well yeah. yeah i don't i don't necessarily agree but i don't necessarily disagree i don't know it's, but... a, it's like there's two there's like a practical answer and then like a because it's just it's not to say that there's anything really lost in the 30 percent like if you're the worst case scenario and your genetics don't support whatever you're trying to do that's what i'm sorry that's what i'm thinking that's yes. not that bad put still. me and you on a basketball court yeah 72% of outcomes on a basketball court could be attributed down to genetics. We are not yes. tall enough to make you it work. Know what I mean? yeah. We're not tall enough to make it work. We cannot be bodybuilders. We, we both, yeah, this is it. We both we tried can't. getting big and strong. We've tried. And it didn't work. It's, I have just started climbing again and I'm already above average. And so, so, so much better, yeah, than I should be. So, yeah, big time. Big yeah. time. Above average. I've never, I could never step on stage. I could never do a, body, a powerlifting comp, but that works for me. 
Yeah, and some some people are naturally better at weightlifting. And some then, people yeah, are naturally sure. more muscular. So my brother's an interesting example for being my twin, that close to me. How much na- more naturally inclined he is to be strong, more in the gym, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. It does. Could be a real thing, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Could be a real thing. But I would like to say for listeners at home in four rows, this is not an excuse not to exercise. But that's the practical outcome is it doesn't fucking matter. It only matters. What do you mean? Just do what you want. It only matters in two ways that I can think of. Maybe you know more. I would say number one, unless you're trying to be a professional athlete, don't worry about it. Yes. If if you're trying to be a professional athlete, it matters a lot. Mm -hmm. And the world's best athletes are not the people that only work hardest and exercise most and eat the healthiest or whatever. It's also the people who have the genetics. There's loads of people who exercise really hard and eat really well and even maybe take steroids and artificial enhancements. And they will not be athletes of any form in the best of the world. It will just not happen. It's just not within their genetics. So if you're trying to be a best athlete in the world then you need to pay attention to your genetics. Apart from that, I would say the only th- other reason I could think that it might pay- might come into things for standard people is just pick what you're good at and you have natural tendencies towards. Yeah, like if I tend to enjoy what they're good at. Yeah, like if I tried to decide that I was going to devote my life to getting really good at basketball, I could do it and I could learn to dribble and I could learn to shoot and stuff, I'm sure. But, but I'm just never tall enough to... I'm never never gonna, yeah. Probably not. I could do, maybe do loads of squats and practice jumping and I could maybe get there. Yeah. But compared to a guy who's six foot seven, yes. what are we talking about? Yes. I'm just never going to be in the NBA. It's just no. not going to work, is it? Um, some people are naturally just, I don't know, they don't like or find it easy to swim. Or some people just don't like running that much, but then they try cycling and they're like, yeah, yeah this goes yeah. well for me. You know, some people just like walking, but they don't like it at the gym. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a mental genetic component as Definitely. well. Definitely. Like 100%. Inclination. Well, of course. Yeah, drive to move, it's called. Yeah. That's what I call it anyway. Um, some people literally have higher drive to move. Yeah. They, they want to exercise more. They enjoy exercise more. Yeah. Some people naturally find exercise easier. Some people are fidgeters. Yes, yeah. I'm a fidgeter. I'm a fidgeter. I move a lot and stand up a lot even just If, you, if anyone life. watches the YouTube of this, you'll just... Everyone, one of my paddles is constantly ah, flapping in the wind. It's so always twitching. Always yeah. moving the flange. Something the you talk with extreme, your hands extreme. like nothing else. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, drive to move is... And inclination, like you said, I think that was the word you used. Yeah, to know. yeah, yeah. So it's a straight. There's definitely, there's definitely huge genetic components, but that, but it's not something you'd want to really proceed with as like an as like a thought process. Just do it either way, you know. Yeah, everybody should still try and be fitter and try and eat healthy and try and yeah. be stronger and do resistance training, a bit of cardio if you can. Um, All that good stuff. Yeah, you should just do that anyway. Are you going to be? Like people need to drive, learn to drive, but you'd have to be a genetic freak to to become like a, a Formula One racing driver. Yeah. Um, like you know, you know, um, who's who's the winning guy? Is it Lewis Hamilton? Mate, he has won. The, the winning guy. Yeah. Um, you know his reactions when tested are like insane. I've seen news articles of this. Like, yeah. and he and he's also super hyper intelligent. I've heard as well. Oh. Like he can play musical instruments and. He's like, he's switched on, he's smart, he's athletic, he's fit, he's powerful. Um, I saw a video of him on Instagram shooting a gun for the first time. And after like an hour of shooting a gun, he could shoot like targets like fast, as fast as like people who'd been training for years and years. Because cool. he's like hand-eye coordination exactly. and just his like physical abilities to just do things. He's just a high level Oh, it's guy. definitely He would have probably yeah. been one of the best at whatever he did. He just happened to get into a car. Yeah. You know, he, he could, he, maybe he would have been high level at loads of different things. I find it funny how... 
yeah, people's like proprioception and the, the the varying levels of how good you can be. Proprioception is like understanding your body relative in space, as it were, mm. and the the scale of which some people can like going from not knowing how to throw a ball like at all like just having no coordination to them to just understanding the most minute details of like human movement mm. and how to like doing a i don't know like a gain or a backflip bro you know like it's just crazy that varying degrees of how much people can understand their body yeah and everybody can improve in all different areas like everybody can get stronger fitter everybody can get more acrobatic let's say like you just mentioned a backflip but yeah th- there'll be some people who can get to the Olympics are where they do that floor thing where they do like 20 backflips and spins in a row kind of thing. Yeah, they're like the genetically eaten people who are just made for it. They also have an inclination to it and it also works well for them and they've also got really strong joints that somehow don't get injured under yeah. super high velocity. Some people just understand coordination. Like yeah, yeah, they might have naturally like... They just know they where just, the they don't feel sick when is. spinning. Yeah, either. Like, you don't mind upside down. Yeah, yeah, there's all this kind of stuff going into it together. They know how to like leverage their body into certain ways and things. But if you're naturally a one out of 10 at anything in life, I believe you can get to a five. <laughs> and no matter what it is, I believe you can get to average. Yeah, and no one's is. a one out of ten at everything in life. No, people. So, no, definitely not. But if you are a one out of ten at something that you think you want to be better at, I still believe you can get to a five. Yeah, which would be a good average. I don't yeah. care what it is. Like even me at basketball, I believe I could get to a five out of ten. Where if you saw me playing some basketball, if I practiced for ten years, you'd think, oh, he can play a bit. Even if I'm not tall enough to yeah, dunk, you sure. know. Yes. No matter sure. what it is, if I swam for ten years, you'd think he can swim a bit. I'm sure. You know, if I did maths for ten years, you'd think he can do some stuff. Yeah. I agree I agree I think you can get to a 5 out of 10 some people are born a 5 though and then they can become a 10 that's nice not everybody can get to a 10 it's just that's not a real thing there are genetic variants in people that are massive yeah yeah no it it does make I mean I tried to compete in bodybuilding and powerlifting like that was my goal from whenever I first started training and yeah it just wasn't on the cards Mm. whereas I don't know if I ever would but I think under the right circumstances I could legitimately be a, a climber do you know what i mean yes or probably not a gymnast i'm too tall for that as well like there's another thing i'd need to be a good five inches shorter probably to make that work but you know that's where that's better at climbing or something. Yeah. And it, you've got something if you because that's the other thing isn't it is that things are it's like the color wheel things are opposites sometimes uh, and whatever your genetic um makeup doesn't support there's probably an opposite to it that's like oh i'm tall I've got poor leverages for building muscle and I don't seem to have particularly good response to um, like hypertrophy training or whatever. Flip that on its head and it means that I'm good at endurance, I'm tall and long and thin and good at reaching and I'm good with my own body weight because I'm yes. light and strong. Yeah. So that's climbing. So it lends and that's just like at the other side of the spectrum, isn't it? Yes. So, Sometimes it's about playing into your abilities. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I'm not, I'm not a very good runner and I just I don't ever really believe that I will be because my feet get injured. I understand that for other people, this is not a thing. Like some people can run, like loads of my clients, they can run half marathons, marathons. People run ultra marathons. For me, if I, I have feet to... Feet chatter. <laughs> I can do 10K, but but I've been doing foot feet strengthening exercises, which again, most people don't do. I do specific foot training and calf training as well to try and strengthen it up in different ways. And after years of doing this, I can run 10K without pain. But... <laughs> not yet. You know what I mean? Some yeah. people, they, they can run marathons and marathons and their feet don't do anything. Some people's knees would fall to bits though and their hips. For me, when I'm running, my knees and hips feel nothing. My cardio's good, but my feet just disintegrate kind of thing. So it's it's just not for, it's just not good for me in that way. So I just try and choose different forms of cardio. 
like you've been really good at cycling in the past. Yeah, I've been really good at cycling in the past. Um, lately, if I'm trying to burn calories, I like cross training because mm. it does arms and legs at the same time. And um, yeah, bicep pump on with that. Yeah, and it's no impact on my feet. Yeah, so I don't mind it. So I do run and I do my foot strengthening, but I just have to limit that. I can't become somebody who runs like every day. Some people run every day, don't yeah, they? Like, nah, it's just not for me. It's just not for my joints for whatever reason. And it's a nice little metaphor, bit of philosophy to just expand, isn't it, to life that you just shouldn't try to be doing everything that everyone else is. You've got... Find your own ways. Yeah, yeah. you've got a way that'll work for you. Um, yeah, find your own way. Mm. Yeah. Um, I will say as well, last thing on this point is this is not the same accordingly for health. The Harvard's leading health um, and lifespan expert, Dr. David Sinclair, um, says, in his opinion, but he is the Harvard top guy, um, that health is 80% what you do and 20% genetics. Yeah, I think we've discussed this before. As Possibly, well. yeah. I think we landed on something like, oh no, we said like fat was like... 50-50 for body yeah, fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, absolutely. Some people think it's... And that's what we're saying is like, even if you're in that 30% that like, you came up short, bro, um, you've still, within that 30%, there is still available to you there's your hundred percent you know yeah you can still be fluctuating in that and yeah some people have screwed genetics um i mentioned this lady she she won't mind me saying i mentioned her earlier melanie vidler she said about us getting to the news um Ah. she has clinically pretty much the worst metabolism you could possibly have and she doesn't mind me saying Mm -hmm. she doesn't mind me saying because she's still losing weight regardless (laughs) i know i love it She's so powerful. I love it. She's got diabetes and polycystic ovary syndrome and thyroid problems and and, um, massive inability to absorb vitamin B12, which runs your metabolism and other things like this. So she has to have B12 injections, which even those don't work that well. Honor and stuff it's like a this. Hard time. Honestly, if you could, if you could list all the stuff that you could have in terms of metabolic issues, she just ticks every single Trying box. Trying to make you fat. She just sticks. Um, e- she just ticks yeah. every single box. Yeah. Um, but still, losing weight, getting healthier, strength going up, you know, moving better, improving, despite mm-hmm. all the odds. She's got all the genetics against her. Is it stopping her? No. She's just moving forward. D- does she have to maybe try slightly harder than somebody else to get the same result? She yeah. might do. She might do. Will she might find it? be all the more sweeter because of it. Yes. D- does she have to take her calorie intake a bit lower than most people to get the same result? I think so. I see this. I- I'm... I mean, I have very close contact with this lady. She's one of my one-to-one clients. So sometimes she sends me pictures of every single thing she eats every single day. Oh, wow. So I um, And she checks in with me every day, written messages, with if, if she knows a calorie count and how she's feeling. Every day we talk back and forth. And she's getting good results, you know. So I see what she eats. And if a, some people have got faster metabolisms, literally, if they, they create a calorie deficit, weight just seems to come down. Some people, it seems to be a bit more of a struggle. It can be a real thing. And there's definitely different levels of how hard people tend to find it as well both yeah. mentally and physically yeah. i'd say 100% like some people don't seem to struggle that much 100% feel or feel that hungry 100% other people like have you got a pit 100% mm-hmm. any variable that you can mention there are people on extreme ends of the yes, spectrum that's a doesn't matter it, what yeah. variable it is to do with weight loss or health or anything we could we could name blood sugar management name hormones name this that the other testosterone name anything just literally and there'll be some people who it's in their favor and some people who it's less to their favor including like you said hunger hormones drive to even eat food some people just don't have a sweet tooth they just don't really like sweet yeah you're actually you yeah you just don't really like sweet foods that much do you some people to me this is insane Uh insane i posted about this in my own six steps to slim group last saturday 
I drank four whiskies with one of my friends and then made bad decisions. Do you know what I ate? Oh, did you? Yeah. I ate a full pizza. Then I ate three cookie doughs mm. with five scoops of ice cream. Did you order this from what? Pizza Hut. Oh, God, of course you did. Three cookie doughs and five scoops of ice cream. That's what I ate. Yeah, you're a little fat boy at heart. That's what I ate. Yeah, I, I love it, literally. I know you love it. Yeah. Becky Creel said to me. I know that's why your life I was at the gym the that. next morning, though, without, <laughs> without breakfast. Crying. Trittering legs. She said, oh my God, don't you feel ill? I said, no, I feel great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> felt great. See, Slept like a log. Yeah, there's a medium there where you've been shredded for long enough and you haven't indulged for too long to feel the bad effects My body can yet. take it. You just had it's just calories that one off. and energy. It's just that one-off. Yeah. Just absorb. Yeah. Um, the one-off is nice. Yeah, we ordered pizza. I ordered... Where I ordered, did you say this was? Last Friday? Last Saturday, yeah. Last Saturday. And you breezed past the first part. You just smashed through... What did you say? How many whiskeys? Four whiskeys. Nice. That, that's a lot for me because I don't often yeah, drink. Yeah, you don't drink. No, I wasn't drunk, but I was buzzed a little bit. Hey. Contributed to my high calorie decision making. <laughs> Ordered a pizza and cookie dough with my friend. And then after eating that, was like, we need to order cookie dough Could again. Could go for more. So we ordered cookie doughs to come again. <laughs> and I ate it all. Hilarious. Good. I'm glad you indulged. Hilarious. That's nice. You get to indulge in both shreds and ice cream. Yeah, most of the time I eat healthy. This is why I'm still slim. I was back at the gym the next morning at 9 a.m. I wasn't like, oh, I feel crap the next morning. Uh, I was like, drink water, drink coffee as well, walk to the gym, fasted, train legs for two hours with no excuses. By the time I got back, it was like half 11. So I ate breakfast for lunch and then I ate only meat and veg with no carbs in the evening and went for a walk. Fully hacked. What are we doing? Completely hacked. What are we doing? Yep. I'm countering for it. That's what I'm doing. I'm creating balance. Ooh, well said. Anyway. Um, two more things. This will be a quick one. This is an article from the Daily Mail. How many of these upscale menu items do you know? So I'm just going to read out some food items and you're just going to... I, I can see what they are. See so if I'm a bougie bastard or not. Yeah, we'll All just right. see whether you know them or not. I'll say that I knew basically none of them okay. before we start. Number one. I can't even say most of <laughs> Pandanus. Nope. I might be saying it, I might say some of these wrong, but I'm just going to have to say them how it looks. Pandas. Is it fried um, pandas? This is a native Australian fruit. Pandanas. That's how it's spelled. Pan, P-A-N, and then D-A-N-U-S. Pandanus. Okay. No. Could be pandanus or pandanus. You just put a slight Australian do, on it. You try it. You do. Pandanus. <laughs> I knew you could do Somewhere up there. I knew you could do an Australian accent. Oh, I've got to get some pandanus juice, mate. Ooh. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what this is, though. I don't. It's a native Australian fruit with an oily, nutty seed, best eaten roasted. Anyway, cool. next one. Oh, I can't say this. Jamon Iberico di Bellota. You're the whitest man to have ever said that. Oh, I'll tell you that much. Go again. It's Spanish, apparently. Jamon Iberico. I'm just, I'm no, just literally. No, 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 I haven't. Free range Spanish ham. That sounds that's nice. That's what this is. That's what this is. I'll take some free range. Next one. Matsutake. Japanese? Yeah. But what is it? Matsutake. A Japanese pine mushroom. Okay. Kangaroo Tsukuni. I've had kangaroo. Kangaroo. But and then the second word is T-S-U. Tsu. Kind of thing. Yeah. And then K-U-N-E. Kunik? I don't know. I don't even know what yeah. that is. And that's from where? That sounds like it has to be Australia or somewhere. Australasia. Can, well, they've, that's where they've got the kangaroos. This is kangaroo, and then what's meat, the it's kangaroo meatballs. What? It's T-S-U-K-U-N-E. Sue and then 
Yeah, what culture does that come from? Do it doesn't. Know? I don't know. I've just got the list. Oh, okay. I've just got the list. Oh, Next one, Kombu Cracker. Kombu with a, a K and a U. Kombu Cracker. Crispy seaweed, that is apparently. That's nice. Pickled Wakame. Um... Oh, I feel like I do know what that one is. Apparently it's sea mustard. I don't know what any of this is. Okay. Marron. You know what this is? M-R-R. M-A-R-R. Sorry, O-N. Marron. Is that a vegetable? Nope. It's crayfish. Right. Oh, I can't see that. That's so funny. Nastatium buds. No. No. Edible flowers. I actually knew this one. Garum. I actually knew what garum was. That sounds like some middle-aged yes, slop. Yes, that's exactly what it oh, is. Oh, what? You're right. <laughs> middle-aged slop porridge. You're exactly right. How am I exactly I knew, right? Because I, I like history, so I, I like this stuff. That's exactly, that was entirely a guess. Garum is um, fermented fish sauce that they used to use in ancient um, Rome or Greece. I've forgotten. I've forgotten which. It's so weird how a lot of these just sound like exactly what they are. Yeah. And they used to they used to use it like ketchup. It was basically their version of ketchup. Apparently it tasted similar to ketchup. Like it had like yeah. a sharp flavour, but also Vinegary. like Yeah, but a bit like of a, a red flavour. A red flavour. Yeah. Like the old colour uh, red. They've actually found the f- I, I knew about this because there's a, a massive mosaic flooring at, I believe, Pompeii. Mm. Um, and it says Garum, and it's got a picture of a massive vase, and on the vase it says Garum. And, huh. they, th- and they think it was a guy's house who's made a lot of money making this fish sauce and then put on the floor in his hall his logo for his business or something. That's cool. Kind of thing. That's yeah, really so that's cool. how I know what that is, was, Garum. Um, you know what this is? Fleur de sel. Yeah. No. Sea salt means flower of it's salt. French. I assume French. Mm. Flower of salt. And last one. Beautiful pronunciation. Velutata. Tartar. Anything to do with tartar sauce? Fish. It, it says it a, a savoury sauce made from roux. R-O-U-X. What's that? that? R-O-U-X. Is that fish eggs? I don't know. And light oh, stock, that's roe. Fish eggs is roe, if I'm that's how you it. spell it. I don't know how you spell it. R-O-U-X, I don't even know how you say is that, that word, is a flour and fat cut oh, to get cooked together used to thicken sauces. Okay. It's made from equal parts of flour and fat. Sounds nice. Oh, right. Then. Love mixing me some flour and Sounds fat. Sounds like maybe like dumplings. Mm. We make dumplings out of. Flour and just fat. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not cultured enough to know anything on this list. Never except, mind. Except garum. I knew garum only because I know history, so I've watched... I'll go for some fish paste. There's a good channel on YouTube um, called Tasting History okay. with Max, someone who's a nerd, but he's a cool guy, <laughs> in my opinion. Nice. He, he, he cooks ancient recipes from time, so he shows you, like, if he, f- he finds all these ancient recipes from, like, either Victorian times, Romans, Greeks, Egypt, and any time through history, and then tries to cook it and shows what it comes out like and tastes it and tells you what it's like. That's kind of cool. I think it's cool. That is kind of cool. Because I like history, so I'm interested in just normal, what went on for normal people. It's not cool enough for me to spend that much time on. But and he's, made, he's made this Garum video. thing before as well and said it was awful. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> Which I can imagine. Confirming our Yeah, you get like loads of dead fish and let it, it stew in a bottle awful. for fucking ages. It sounds, I mean, the name of it sounds awful. The description Garum. of it sounds even worse. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not there for that. Um... Last thing then. Got one more? Yeah. yeah, last thing. Eight article from, one second, The Mirror. Eight in ten people find gyms too intimidating. 
and are confused over how to use the equipment. I do. You're nodding. Hey, I, I actually do. When I go to other gyms, I'm glad you say this. I get super frightened and little. Frightened? And little and just all recluse. That surprises me from you. Really? And I, and I bet you only just look at the machines for a minute and oh, figure I'm not, it out. Yeah, I know what I'm doing with the machines. That's why I like to go to other gyms. Yeah. I, but I can see why that would be another thing for other people. But mm. for me, yeah, I don't like going to other gyms for the... I'll say this. I went to JD Gym Doncaster to do a first aid training course. And when I got in that gym, even me, personal trainer professional, was mildly intimidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... the it's, it's just not... when it's, it's not your home. It's not right. Yeah, the, well, I think JD gyms are trying to be like a bit more, they're like a commercial gym, but they're trying to be a bit more hardcore. They are, the somewhere gyms. between like Gymshark and... Yes. And, yeah, right? Like it's got big glowing letters on the wall that said fitness got just got serious. Mm. And I think, has it? It's not quite like the it'd vibe have, of it, the gym. It'd is, have to have a question mark on the end, end of it. The vibe right? of the gym is, well done for getting off the sofa. Like where we're The gym group, yeah, it yeah. says a gym for everybody. As like, a yes, play, as, yeah. as, as like a play on words from everybody, but every like the only bad work I did is the one you didn't do. Yeah, it's, it's, where a JD's going for if you didn't die hardcore. Yeah, they've got boxing bags and the lights were really low. Low. It was yeah. dark inside and the lights that were on were coloured like they had green and purple like beam lights shooting across the gym. So you couldn't lights. really see anybody's faces when you came in. It was quite dark. I, I, all the machines were black, so I couldn't immediately identify which machine was which. You know, just because it was all quite dark and quite stroby. Um, and the music's like... Yeah. And I'm like, where have I come? Because you have to obviously where look around come? and be new and be like, what's this here? And where do I find... It's, yeah, it's just intimidating. The JD nice. gym in Sheffield, the one that's JD South, I will say is not like that at all. It's not like that even slightly. It's bright and open and big. Nice. And the music's not on too loud. And the staff are very friendly. And the manager there called Adam is an extremely nice guy. That's where I was going to work before I've decided to work at your gym instead. Yes, yes. Um, just through personal reasons for me and business opportunity. And it's way closer to my house. Yeah. Nothing against JD Gym or what they offered me or well, their, their, personal the job, didn't you? their personal... Yes, yes. And I was literally fully committed and excited and happy to start. Um, but then it's just a bit of a better situation for me in terms of location yeah, and the gym, the biggest thing, and the gym offering, like the time-wise, just the way it's set up, how to actually be self-employed from those two companies. It just works better for me, the gym group way without going into too many specifics, yeah, you know, um, and Adam, the manager, I, I had to obviously talk to him and apologize because I'd agreed to come and work at his gym. And I said, I'm going to have to let you down, unfortunately, but. A, a different opportunity has appeared for me, which just suits me better. So I've just got to take this one. And he, and he literally said, I understand it's fine. Sometimes in business, you've just got to do what's best for you. And that's just true sometimes, isn't it? It's nothing against him or his gym at all. It's just that a different opportunity for me appeared, which just worked better. And for yeah. my future, I've just kind of got to do it. Yes, of course. You know, um, I also understand that we understand that, don't we, that people find gyms Hell intimidating. Yeah, yeah. We do, yeah. I, yeah it's... I, it's, it's, like, it's a little script by now, as I'm sure it is for you and anyone else that's trying to make people feel at home when they walk in the gym. I've got such a... I, I know how I feel when I walk into a new gym and how I initially did. The first time I ever walked into the gym, I was a little 16-year-old me going in for an, a, a, a job interview. And I walked in and saw those two those doors that um, yeah. you can't get through and there's no person to talk to. Yeah. And got scared. Yeah. Turned around and walked out. Yeah. And I did a lap of the building. Took a minute to look for another fucking entrance. Yeah. Before I came back, 
plucked up the courage to walk in there again and then like press the button. Now, yeah. obviously shadowed by the fact that I was going for a job interview and this, that and the other, but either way, weird, scary shit. Yeah. 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 For me, I feel less intimidated 99% of the time in gyms than other places um, because it's a comfortable environment for me being a professional and having grown up there and spent many years and time in different gyms. But I would feel more intimidated like at a dance class. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if I went into a dance class, I'd be thinking, oh my God, I'd be feeling so self-conscious and like everybody's looking at me and like, I'm just, this is not the place where I should be. Agreed. You know, so it's, it's, it, but, but even, but again, a dancer might go to a different dance class and think, oh my God, this is not for me. You know, like I did at JD gym, I thought, oh, this is a bit different to what my personality suits, you know. It says eight in ten, ten people find gyms too intimidating. We'll say your gym, or now our gym, briefly, because you know, I've briefest of periods. Yeah, you're on the way out and I'm on the way in. But it's it is a welcoming gym. Yes, it's open spaced. It's not that crowded. It's not that busy. There's big glass windows that you can see out of on one side, which is good. Makes it feel a bit more open. The yeah, roof's quite high, which is good. That, that makes it quite lot. spacious. Gyms with low roofs are the worst. It works in bodybuilding gyms. Yeah, but even they... Like, if you want to be in a grungy it. gym, it's good. Yeah, but even that they don't like it. It just... No one is going to complain enough to really care. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's not nice. It feels very claustrophobic for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's part of our job as personal trainers to try and make people feel... Or help people feel comfortable. Yeah, for sure. In the gym environment, isn't it? That's why this script kind of thing has been developed over the years for my, for me and how I interact with people because you can just see a, see the fear, see the questions that they would want answering but don't want to ask. And so you've got to get on top of it and predict what people might be worried about. And like a little butler, you know, get there before they're worrying about it. Oh, that's nice. And it is nice. I like how you think about it like that. That's exactly that's good how customer I think service. about it. Yeah, that's exactly how I think about it. Like really, really trying to predict their needs beforehand. And it does, you can just see them relax into it at the end and be like, okay, I'm, yeah, and this is quite nice. I think I'll be happy here. And you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. You're very friendly as well and personable. And I, I feel like hopefully I come across friendly and personable, which... Um... I think we can both come across too intense sometimes, but... Yeah, that, I am yes, also a serious person. Passion, I am also bald and tattooed, so I understand. Yeah. I understand. And yet just the sweetest little cookie I am. Oh, thank you. Oh. But people generally do find me friendly, I believe. Yeah, very, yeah. Um, so I think that relaxes people. Like immediately when they see me, they might, I don't know, think, oh, this looks like a standard gym guy. But then hopefully after a bit of a conversation, they would realise, oh, no, actually, this, this is not that bad. Yeah, no, you're disarming enough to just... Disarming? Yeah. It's like, it's walking that line between... Because when someone, like, looks presentably nice like yourself, you immediately have respect for them and admire them, but it sometimes is hard to... Well, maybe it's a jealousy thing or something, but you've also put up maybe a preconceived notion of them. Yeah. So then if you start pr proceed with then a smile and a well-formulated whatever you're needing to talk about, you know, and it starts to be clear that you have nice intentions, it's not the other, really pulls it all together and it deflects kind of a lot. Of, they're like, oh, this guy's nice and he's nice to be around and this, that and the other. I think that's a nice way to proceed, yeah. Well done. Well done to you also. <laughs> well done to you also. Wow. Um, hopefully we're making people feel through this podcast as well more comfortable with gym style things and healthy hopefully. eating and, and we do procrastinate a I like how much we procrastinate but it would, would be nice procrastinate in are... what way what do you mean 
in in our um, little topics. Oh, and getting to the actual games. But it it would be nice maybe if we... um, We've never really asked for feedback of, like, content. Like, if people have questions. I know we, like, always are, like, leave your questions, but... Because we should Ask maybe, them, go. I don't have, have any questions right now. Do I need a question? No, I mean, I mean you could ask the listeners to ask us. Oh, that's a feedback. good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, sending you questions. If you've got anything you specifically want hitting, be it vocationally about things that we're meant to talk about, or some of my if you want to have a sending... crack at some, some life philosophy that we'll butcher, let's have a go at that. That could be Yeah, fun. send in questions about anything that you want. Anything if we don't like them, we won't talk about it. If we do like yeah. the questions, we will. If it's personal dig at me, we'll just skip straight past it. Uh, ah, there's been no personal digs at you. <laughs> don't say that we've got small legs or, or that our arms look small on camera. We will we've be... only really had one yeah, sem- it... semi-negative comment. Do you remember that Indian guy? Oh, I remember you telling me about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, private messaged me on Facebook. No, Instagram. Private messaged me on Instagram so. saying that he liked our podcast, but we get, we get no views. <laughs> oh, and that's true. I can't even be mad at him. Start hitting me with the truth. It is true, to be fair. And he was watching our podcast on YouTube, which we get definitely no, no views, views on YouTube. On, yeah. We get we get views of uh, listens on Spotify and iTunes. We don't get views on YouTube. Yes. We get literally four. And it's usually... <laughs> Two of me um, yeah, changing well, the yeah. thumbnail or one and checking one. that it work, the audio works on the second one. Yes. One's like one of my clients will watch it on YouTube at some point. Sometimes Emma Stewart, who's nice. been on the podcast, listens to it on YouTube literally. Uh, but we get no views on YouTube. But the guy wasn't lying because he's right, we get no views on YouTube. And he had actually all, all watched several episodes of our News of the Week podcast because I could see well, he screenshotted his own YouTube account and it said uh, he'd watched, it, in his watch history, it said 100% completed on like four of our we've episodes. We've got him then. He likes he's us. still here. He likes us. He's still here, sir. He likes enough to reach out. Uh, he said if we want more views, we can pay him $15 per video. Wait, what? That's what he said. Obviously, he's got an angle. This guy's going into business. Yeah, he's got an angle. Obviously, he's got an angle. He, he said, "If you want more views, pay pay him pay him fifteen dollars per video, and then he'll get us more views somehow." Well, I can see that marketing. Probably. I can't. Okay, I can't. You've done that on Facebook before with adverts. Yes, Facebook adverts. That's probably the gig. No, I think he's talking about um, bought marking up the like how you upload the video algorithm. on YouTube. Yes, mm. how you upload the video and what keywords you use and how it's set up when you actually upload it makes a difference. So maybe we could hire him for one, steal his ideas, and sack him. Ah! And then just talk about it every episode. See if it works. <laughs> See if it works. To annoy him. Know. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like a, that's the relationship we want with viewers, isn't it? War. <laughs> just what we're going for. I agree with you though. People should send in comments, they should send in questions, they should send in feedback. Some of my clients have started to send me news articles. Um, about different things, they they send me now news across the week. That's cool. Oh, you might you might like to talk about this kind of thing. I love it. Yeah, send me news articles. Very helpful. Helps because they they find stuff I don't often find. Because um, obviously they might look in different places to where I look and see different things. Where would they send these things to? Your Facebook page probably. Um, it's it's my only been my clients so far, so they private messaged me. With yeah, it. But yeah, nice. you could. You could go to slumsociety.co.uk and there's contact boxes on there. That email will come straight to me, literally to my phone. Or you could go to Slum Society on Facebook or Instagram. I've got no followers on Instagram, but you could go to Instagram as well. We'll, we'll talk about this behind scenes. Get a nice little a little outro set up and start trying to push a bit more maybe. For what some, do you mean? For some interaction. Be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be nice if people fed back. Tell mm. us what you think of the show. See if what we can improve, what we what we can't improve. Whether we listen to your opinion, unsure. Unsure. Depends on what your opinion to is. To be decided. Whether this is. section will be edited out and we don't ever talk about it again. Undecided. 
we don't know how the show's gonna go, do we? We don't yeah. we don't come with like a, a plan written out. Does it all look like we do? No. No. <laughs> we just freeball it, don't we? Hell yeah. And just see where it ends up. It's like I said, people can come on a journey and watch our slow descent into madness over ah. a period of weeks or years. Yeah, insanity. But in summary, you're leaving personal training, aren't you? You're leaving the gym. You're not going to start at a different gym. You're going to take a break. You're going to do something else. Mm-hmm. Cool. Whether you go back to it or not, we'll see in the future. Yeah. You're going to stay with me here on the podcast, though, aren't you? Yep. Thank you. Keep your toe in the industry a little bit. Keep chatting about your skills that you've built. Yeah, I think that'll be nice for me, as well as... It'll be nice for me for as well. Me. I'll appreciate it. It's nice yeah. to, It's nice for us to hang out. I like doing this with you. We just chat, don't we? Yeah. It's nice. We get. We do, we do get some slight feedback, and the people who do listen do like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and the amount of views we get each week is going up, not down. So I'm excited so for the potential. So it's working. For sure. It's working. Yeah. don't know how many episodes we've actually done. And these are the fun times if it... You know, we've got a nice small little community at the minute. We can all it's talk true. to everyone. And, yeah. It's true. Yeah, if you message, we will actually reply. Yeah. In like five years, you message, probably not. <laughs> you're, you will become my everything for 24 hours. <laughs> I will be very excited. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Um, so, yeah. That's cute. I don't know how many episodes we've done to you of this specific news of the week. We've got to be getting maybe 20? Like 20 would it be you my guess. 20 yeah. or something? Yeah. I don't know. Most famous Pump podcasts have done 500 to 1,000 episodes. Yes. So we're just yeah. a baby. That's true. Actually, we're at. I was going to say it could only it? be up, up from here, but it can't necessarily. It could we're also at, be dramatically down. We're at Paul, Paulina. We're at her level. We're in four, year four. Pauline, little, yeah. Paula. What's Pauline. Her? Pauline. We're like year four of our education. We shall. We're not, though, are we? No, we're we're not. in year one, I think, yeah, of this no. podcast. Oh, no. Or we've not done two years, so we're at year one or yeah, zero point something or one point something. Consistency. We need consistency. Helping the algorithm. And we Which we'll probably start with me. We're not doing bad, I think. We're not doing bad. We're not doing bad. It's up and down sometimes, but yeah, we try and do, excusable we try and do what we reasons. can. Yeah. It's also difficult with the upload, with the actual uploading and the editing sometimes. Like I've got that news of the week from last week with Leon that's still not online. So both of these are going to go online at the same time. So there'll yeah. be two episodes this week where there was zero last week. But we just do what we can. We actually get no money for any of this. Of course. Do we? <laughs> we just do this just because we like it and we, we, do. we hope the listeners like it. We do. As well. Don't we? So people can give back to us though by sending in questions, liking the video on YouTube, commenting wherever you are. You can leave a review on iTunes. You can't on Spotify, but you could send it to a friend who you think might like a health and fitness podcast where we we do talk about health and fitness sometimes. They yeah, send them like a better. We, we need we need a a token. Send this episode out, don't we? One that we've we've decided as vetted as being good, and then we can get people to send that out as the first one, and then get them in, and then talk about bullshit. <laughs> I think they're all good. I think they're all good. Maybe people come for the news, but they stay for the bullshit. Oh. Tagline. Put it on a t-shirt. Come for it the could news, be. stay for the bullshit. It could be news of the week, couldn't it? Come for the facts and you stay for the feelings. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Outro tune and it intro could be tune it, comes couldn't next. It? it could be it. Oh, anything else from you? No, thank you. I'm out. Pit, pit, people. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for watching. We'll speak to you and we'll see you again soon.